0: What is going on, everybody? JD from New York here, along with
1: my partner in crime who got lost on the way over here, bro. What's going on, man, Jesse? Yeah, you know, I've been to London so many times, I just forgot my way around for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: Listen, guys, this is uh, a very special post-show live stream, live from London. We are live at Outset Studios here in London. Jesse and I both attended... AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium. We were two of the 82,000 that were live in that venue last night. Oh, for
1: Let the internet call it. It was more like 15 people there.
0: <laughs> that was it. Well, I mean, we were there. We so were there. We know exactly how many people were there. We know exactly how it sounded. We know exactly the production that Tony Khan put on last night. I flew in on uh, on Friday morning, Jesse. You you got here around the same time as we me. We had a very similar flight here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we both have been to London now. This is uh, our first time. We've been here for a few days. What's been your best experience so far?
1: The I'm from Chicago, and and everyone has this perception that people from the states and Chicago are assholes. They're right, right? They're right. And the people here in London are so genuinely nice, man. These, I mean, they're helpful. They're nice. It usually starts off in Chicago where they start off mean, get to know you, and then they'll even out, and you'll be fine. In London, they start off nice until you piss them off, and then they're assholes. At that point, they should be, you know. But it's it's my family has had so much fun here and everything else. I can't wait to come back. Did you? Did you uh, visit any of the major landmarks while you were here? We went to Buckingham Palace. All right. Um, we went to uh, London Tower, where I almost got shot by one of the guards. <laughs> and uh, you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you laugh. But I mean, it's just within me, man. Sometimes I want to test people's nerves and I go too far. But I didn't get shot. I'm good. I made it to the pay-per-view. And, yeah, we did. We saw the uh, the eye. And we just saw a lot of the historic... Uh, we fit in as much as we could in the day and a half that we had before we get down to business at the meet and greet.
0: Yeah, you. I know you stayed in Wembley. You stayed uh, not too far from the actual stadium. I stayed in London. I wanted to actually be around more of the culture and the, the major landmarks in the city because I've never been. So I did the same thing as you. I went... Uh, to Big Ben, you know, we walked, uh, Yeah, that too. Yeah. I'd say I walked about a good 70-80% of the city in the two days that I was in the city. And then we had the meet and greet on Friday, uh, not, uh, not Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I'm so lost on what, what time it is. Uh, lo- looking forward to going home, actually. Uh, actually I'm, I'm actually homesick. I know you're homesick, too.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I'm not, it's not necessarily me trying to get back home. I'm, I'm ready to get back to my normal yes. routine. Yes, I That's what I'm definitely looking forward to, that. yeah.
0: Yeah, so the meet-and-greet on and Saturday, um, it was tremendous. I, I think out of all the meet-and-greets that I've done and all the meet-and-greets that, that I've done with Jesse, it was probably the most special because of the amount of people that showed up. There had to be at least in and out all through the, the, the meet-and-greet. There had to be at least over 100 people.
1: Yeah, that, easily.
0: Easily. Uh, we had people from France. We had people from Sweden. We had people from Germany. Poland. The Philippines, Poland. Obviously local here in London. And the amount of support that you guys showed and the amount of fun that we had was tremendous. And I want to shout out um, a very special OTS subscriber, Ozzy, who got us these uh, these matching jerseys with our names on the back of them. So Ozzy hit me up this morning via Twitter, and he said, uh, I would love if you guys wore the, the jerseys on the stream tonight. So yeah, that's exactly he, what we're doing. He
1: asked us at the meet and greet, and um, we were... Uh, all about three sheets to the win, so it's kind of a good thing he reached out to remind us. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was definitely going to make that happen, but um, the show was amazing. We did the meet and greet on Saturday, the show on Sunday. The Staggering amount of people when we got off the tube, oh, walking to Wembley wow. Stadium. It, it felt like I it felt like I was in another world.
1: It felt it felt like. There was a zombie, a zombie apocalypse, and they were trying to <laughs> evacuate. I'm, I'm not even. Yes. I'm not bullshitting. That's a good one. And they're trying to evacuate the city, and everyone's bottleneck trying to get through the military gates. That's that's exactly what it looked like. You posted a a, a quick video of yep. it, right? Yeah. It it was amazing. Now, I, my experience through that area, it was open, it was clear A few people here and there. The shops were nice. I didn't walk through that area come showtime because my hotel was literally. People say you can throw a rock and hit it. I could throw a rock and easily hit Wembley from my hotel. I was, that's how close I was. So I didn't walk that path that day.
0: And we, we got into the stadium, and we got to our seats. You got in before I did. I was, I was waiting in line for, for a little bit, and then uh, I kind of maneuvered my way to a different section and kind of snuck in through a different gate uh, that they opened up to let people in because the staggering amount of people that were just waiting in line was tremendous. Uh, we didn't want to miss the pre-show because we knew how big the pre-show was. And Jesse and I got to our seats. The vibe in the stadium was unbelievable. Uh, Tony Khan and AEW, they, from what I could see and what I, from what I could feel, they tried to definitely, I don't know if you, you felt the same way, Jesse, they tried to pay homage to the 1992 SummerSlam. That's the vibe that I got. With the, with the way that the stage was set up, with the entrance ramp, um, it, it just, it felt like, I knew AEW was big time already because of the second biggest promotion, but th- this was this was their their coming up party. Th- this is them making a major statement, being there and seeing how far they've come over the f- over the f- you know the five years that we've been covering AEW. It was staggering to see that that amount of support for AEW and have that many people in that stadium last night.
1: It it was. You know, we were both at the first All In. Yes, and I had a you know a little back and forth with um, some of the naysayers on Twitter. And you get a few drinks in me, you might find me on Twitter arguing with people at times. And there was someone that just made a comment that said, well, let's see if they can sell this kind of, sell out this kind of stadium in America. And I came back at him. I said, this whole company started because someone said that they couldn't sell 10,000 seats, period. That was the origin of this company. They did that. All right. You know, and then, you know, what was the next thing? Oh, well, you know, you know, they couldn't you know run a promotion and everything like that. You know, they did that. Well, now you, you can't sell out a big stadium. Well, they they filled 80,000 seats in Wembley. And then they said, well, I bet they couldn't do it in America. My comeback was it doesn't matter because if they sell out 15 million seats on the moon, you're still going to say, well, they didn't do it on Jupiter. I mean, it's, it's the moving goalpost.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's really disgusting. I mean, people, people were actually criticizing them because... And people were trolling AEW, like, look at all the empty seats. Her, <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's like, all right, how many empty seats were legitimately there last night? I mean, uh, first of all, why are you even counting the empty seats, number one? Number two, Tony Khan never,
1: ever admitted that it was a sellout. They never claimed it was a sellout. He said that they sold 81,000 seats... You can look online and see that it's a 90,000-seat venue. So, yes, you're going to have a scattered 9,000 seats out there. And someone saw a few scattered seats and said, see, see, see what? Who said it was a sellout? What is the big deal? You had a a promotion that just sold 80,000 tickets to fans in one venue, not WWE, and that is what made them mad.
0: He was right about the biggest live-attended pro wrestling show ever. That's exactly what they did last night. They kind of exposed Vince McMahon and WWE for their fake numbers, you know, because they, they never owned— I mean, theoretically, they, 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 in their own mind, they owned it, right? 101,000 at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas at uh, AT&T Stadium. That number and all their numbers are fabricated. Wait, Tony Khan Con, Tony Con, Tony Con did not fabricate the
1: numbers. You mean to tell me. That WWE lied about their attendance number. Yes, that's bullshit. I know it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. No, that's crazy. Uh, Tony
0: Khan exposed them for that. Uh, he did not over embellish and add more on top of the number that was paid in that venue last night. And he did admit there were ninety thousand people in that venue, in including the building in, in the building, right, including staff, production, right. uh, security. And, and the fans.
1: and that's, But that wasn't the first number he even gave out. No. The first number he 82. gave out was the tickets sold. Yes, And yes, in interviews and conversation, it came up, yes, there were 90,000 people yes. in the venue. That's fair enough to mention that, but that's not the number he's trying to sell his success on. He's selling himself on the 81,000 fans that he got into that stadium. Yeah. And that's, that's remarkable.
0: Yeah. So we're going to get into the show, guys. We're going to break down this show like we usually do. Hopefully you enjoy the setup. Hopefully you enjoy... What we bring to you today, um, its everything that we usually do at home still applies here. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Make sure you guys hit the notifications. Make sure you turn on the, the, uh, the super chat option if you guys want to super chat. Make sure you guys get in those memberships and hit the thumbs up if you guys enjoy what you see here. Um I know there was some major news that came out of the show last night. And I know everybody's been talking about that this morning, and uh, we will get into that. We're not going to make the show about what happened with CM Punk and Jack Perry because uh, it's not about them. It's about celebrating the success of the company. Now, This is the first time Jesse and I have actually been in the same place, on the same show, in person since the first All In. All so, out. All Out. It was All Out. All it was All Out. out. Um, and this is the second time that we're doing this, so we feel like we needed to do this today. So we're going to get
1: into the, the Zero Hour pre-show. now. Well, t- first off, you guys have... No idea what I've been through to make it to this podcast oh <laughs> I'm telling you The show, yes, but I changed a lot to be here because I wanted to be here
0: Well, first of all, a lot of people are getting grounded in London for, uh, for air airlines My so wife we don't, as well we don't, we don't know when anybody's going to be able to fly out Hopefully I get to uh, fly out tomorrow like, like I intend to Yeah,
1: uh,
0: And hopefully you, you do as well But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something going on right now But we're here and that's all that matters But yeah. we got into the building and I heard Tony Khan paid a lot of money for several uh, licensed songs last night, one of them being Machine Head by Bush. Yeah. Uh, another one was Seek and Destroy by Metallica, which we'll get into in a little bit. That, yes. was, uh, that was one that caught me by surprise. But we got the Zero Hour pre-show, and it was more about Adam Cole and MJF and the Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Uh, but they did add Hook... And Jack Perry for the FTW title on the zero hour pre-show. And I
1: didn't miss them announcing that before.
0: I was I actually did not know this was announced for the show until maybe a day or two ago.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: So this was a late this to me was a late edition. edition. I don't I don't know when this was announced, but it was a late edition. It might have happened on collision for all we know, because we didn't watch collision. I haven't watched anything here, by the way, with the time zone differences. No. Um Jim Ross came out. We, uh, we got a big reaction for Jim Ross live at Wembley. And it was all about the one spot that happened in this match. I felt like this match could have went a little bit longer. Um, I felt like, first of all, I'm glad that they actually made the show. Because yeah. I spoke to a couple of people within the company that I expressed my feelings towards. And I'm like, I think Jack Perry and Hook need to be on this show. They've been here for the duration of the company. And I feel like they deserve a piece of All In at Wembley, and Tony Khan gave them that. But it's one spot in one sequence in the match that everybody's talking about, and it was Jack Perry and the real glass that he used. It was a limousine, Jesse, where uh, he got slammed onto real glass by Hook. I believe it was a back suplex onto the, the front end of the limousine. Glass shattered all over the place. And we all know the story about the glass. Jack Perry and CM Punk got into an argument Because Jack Perry wanted to use real glass. CM Punk told him it wouldn't be a good idea because it's an amateur thing to do. CM Punk was being a locker room leader, looking out for Jack Perry Uh and his health and his Uh well-being. And Jack Perry apparently, according to reports, he wanted to go into business for himself. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. He defied management. And we we, we don't know what the real story is.
1: I I think that's an important intersection right there. Jack Perry wanted to use real glass CM Punk um, recommended against it. Yes, that's honorable. That's that's one of the things he should be doing. Yes. Now, if Jack Perry disagreed, there seems to me there should be a mediator to come between and settle that discrepancy. Shouldn't that be Tony Khan?
0: Should be Tony Khan. Now, I mean, there are other people in management. I mean, Christopher Daniels is head
1: of head talent of relations. Tony Shivani's back there. He's got a. So whoever whoever would have mediated it, if they decided that you know they agree with jack or they agree with punk i don't understand why this is still an issue because if they agree if they agree with punk then jack needed to just end this well the the way that i read it was that jack
0: perry wanted to do it and he wanted to defy management he was going to do it anyway like he doesn't have that right to do that no he does not he doesn't have that right to do that and cm punk if the story is correct cm punk was right in his role to tell jack hey we don't know how the conversation went but Yes, this might not be in your best interest to use real glass. I actually care about your well-being. I agree. And that's the type of locker room leader that he should be. I agree. Now, Jack Perry during this spot, Jesse, he looked into the camera, and I showed you the clip last night while we were having drinks after the show, and he said, real glass, cry me a river, and then ended up getting slammed on glass. So at the end of all this match, which, by the way, uh, Jack Perry lost the FTW title, which was the right decision. He lost the FDW title. He tapped out. And hopefully the title is now retired. Or Hook retires the title, gives it to his father, retires the title. Because you, I know you made mention that it's not a real, real recognized championship in the company. Correct. So they should get rid of it. The story's over, and we should move on from that. But Jack Perry went to the back, and apparently after the spot, Crimea River. Reference to CM Punk and the glass situation. PW Insider reported that one version of the story that got out is that Punk punched Jack Perry. And another version is that there was no punches thrown, but Perry was grabbed and choked by CM Punk. I heard that one. Some are adamant that there was no punch, while others are saying that there was a punch thrown. It was later reported that the story backstage is that Perry, who confronted Punk, uh, you know, this situation led to both men shoving each other. And more people have confirmed that Perry was choked out by CM Punk. Jack Perry. No,
1: he wasn't choked out.
0: Well, choked.
1: He was choked. Choked, yes, choked. choked. Yes.
0: Um, Punk was still backstage. Yes. Jack Perry got escorted out of the building, according to reports. Um, And that report came in from several different people. Raj Giri, Sean Rossap, PW Insider, Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez talked about the situation. Physical altercation came to blows with Punk and Jack Perry. And apparently Jack Perry was escorted... Out of the building um, There was security there And security escorted CM Punk Back to his dressing room Pat and Jack Perry Out of the building CM Punk stayed in his dressing room With security uh, They don't know for how long But eventually security came And removed him as well From the building Tony Khan basically Stated at the press conference After the show was over I'm not going to talk about this Any more in detail But there was an altercation tonight And we are doing an investigation To find out exactly what happened And that's all I'm going to say about it
1: But Miro said nothing happened
0: Miro Came out on social media and said that nothing happened. So, I, I don't, I don't know. This is back and forth reporting again. You don't really know what's the truth and what is, you know, the uh, the bullshit so in we this story. Miro or Tony Khan? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I got people calling me during the stream. Holy shit! You can
1: silence your
0: phone. Uh, that's kind com- of coming from my iPad. Amateur, I know. Amateur streamer.
1: Hey, this
0: is. Um, I can't do this shit. So... Come on. So, there was a great deal of unhappiness. Uh, there are CM Punk supporters in the company, company, and obviously, there are a lot of people who are big fans of Jack Perry. As you know, Jesse, Jack Perry is uh, one of the, the, the guys that the, bunk, the, the young bucks love. Yes. And, you know, obviously, everybody calls AEW All Friends Wrestling, you know all, mm-hmm. you know, all Friends Wrestling. Yeah. And I don't know even where to begin with this story, because all of this could have been stopped if Jack Perry didn't say what he said. Like, none of this should happen unless, you know, Jack Perry went into business for himself and wanted to be a prick. But he went out there and said it, and he caused all this nonsense. And I'm not really even going to blame CM Punk for this. Like, you're going to poke the bear, something's going to happen. He should know that he's got to be on his best behavior, but, I mean, he's a human being. CM Punk's a human being. Jack Perry started this shit by doing what he did live on camera in front of 80,000
1: people. Like, that's pretty fucked up. If you don't read the dirt sheets and if you don't pay attention to the internet and you just watch the show like a fan and you saw what Jack Perry said, what does it mean to you? What does it mean? It means nothing. What does it mean? So that means nothing. He didn't didn't say anything. He's a heel. He said, I'm using real glass because I'm a fucking tough guy. Yes, we know. Me and you and everyone watching right now know who the shot was towards, all right? At the end of the day, he didn't come out and say, CM Punk is a bitch for doing it. Um, He said, real glass, cry me a river. And yes, Punk get extremely angry. Now, Jack Perry, it seems from the reports, and guys, I gotta go by the reports that we're getting here. Yeah. It seems that Jack Perry should have listened to management. Listening to punk is a major suggestion. It's not a requirement. I highly suggest you listen to someone with the talent of CM Punk. Yes. Right? I do. It's not a requirement. But it doesn't mean you disrespect the man if you don't agree with him, okay? Because yes, there are ways there are there are ways that yes. things need to be said. Yes. I mean, if you say if you say it
0: with such so it's
1: anger. Yeah. And like defiance. Yeah. You of course to be, CM Punk is gonna get angry. You have to be a dick about it, you know. That there's there's no reason for that. Um, he did the spot, he said what he said. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done it. I'm gonna flip over to the punk side. If I'm punk and I already have this kind of heat on me, when Jack Perry pisses me off, knowing what I've just been through, I'm gonna put my hands up, walk away, go to TK and say, you handle this shit before I do. All right. I don't want any more drama on me that I don't need. You have to check yourself sometime. His ego let him go into punk mode. The last time he got this angry, we had brawl out. You can't do this every we time. Y'all be getting brawl in. You can't do this shit every time someone makes you angry. How many people do you think work in that locker room that get angry about MJ- something that's MJF
0: sick? said it himself with the scrum? He's like we have a locker room, there's a lot of personalities and a lot of egos, we're all not going to get along all the you're
1: time. You're not going to get along. You can't act like that if you're a locker room leader and someone said something or did something to make you angry. Dude, right now, it's about Perry. Last time, it was about Hangman. Then it was about Omega and the Bucks. You know. Then it's about this and that. Now it's going to be about the next person. You, you can't let everyone drag you into a backstage fight. You have to some point at some point, be who you're supposed to be, do what you're supposed to do, and then when that person says, well, I want to do this spot anyway. Hey, you know what? I gave my fucking suggestion. I'm going to go talk to Tony Khan. I'm going to let him take care of this. I think you're in the wrong. Goodbye. Why do you have to poke your chest out and prove I'm a bigger, I'm, I'm tougher than you. I'm going to choke you out. Bro, relax. When you're at work and you disagree with your supervisor, he's not going to choke you out for it. He's probably going to go write you up. He's probably going to go to HR, tell the owner. He's not going to choke you out. It happens. You don't, you're you not going to have every employee agree with you. That does not mean kick their ass. How many times have we talked about this? Who Who's running the company?
0: It should be. CM Punk is running
1: the yeah, company. And, that's, and that is, is the Punk problem. Is
0: the and this situation, just like every other situation, is coming right back to Tony Khan. CM Punk has Tony Khan by the balls. That now, just, I, yeah. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. CM Punk should have said, you know what? My stance is as a pro wrestler. Tony Khan is paying me to be on this show tonight to wrestle uh, Samoa Joe and defend the world championship to open this show and get this show started the way that we need to for the sake of the company. So he wanted to basically,
1: you know, go into boss mode and then go out there and be pro wrestler. As a locker room leader, as a veteran, as someone who's been down this road, I'm suggesting that you don't do this spot this way, okay? It's not what's best. You wanna disagree with me, that's fine. You wanna take a you know a, a low key subliminal shot at me out there, whatever, bro, we'll take care of this in a diplomatic way. We'll have a sit down in a meeting with we'll, me, you, Christopher Daniels, you know Tony Schiavone, TK, we'll sit down and work this thing out. I'm not gonna sit here and argue with this boy about something that I know I'm right about and he has a hard head, you know what I'm saying? CM Punk himself was a young man in WWE with his own opinions that management didn't agree with. No one choked him out. People are calling him GM Punk in the chat. Yeah, GM Punk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, GM <laughs> Punk. No no one choked out CM Punk for the things that he disagreed with in management. Am Punk. I right? No. So at somewhere, at some point, somebody in management in, w- in WWE was professional enough to say, hey, we'll sit down and talk about this another way.
0: So Jack Perry got kicked out of the building before CM Punk did, and CM Punk supposedly choked Jack Perry. Why is he, How does that work? Why, CM
1: Punk kicked him out. C, C, CM Punk kicked CM Jack Punk Perry kicked out, out of, of all in. And now look, if you're listening to this and you know what the actual truth is and you're saying these guys are wrong, well, perception is reality. The perception is they got into a fight, CM Punk attacked them, and then, he, and then Perry got kicked out for it. That is the perception. Is that 100% accurate? Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe there's a little bit more to it you know, on either side, but that is the public perception. And right now the public perception is, ever since CM Punk has gotten here, ever since Brawl Out, things have gone downhill and pertains to the AEW locker room. That's a problem. Yes, he's not doing it by himself. Um, Perry should have been kept in line. He should have been corrected. That should have been fixed. From the get-go, same thing with the Bucks, same thing with Hangman. Hangman shouldn't have said what he said, and knowing if he if he knew he shouldn't have said it, he shouldn't have said it. If the Bucks are leaking information to Meltzer, they shouldn't be fucking doing it. Now, if Punk finds out to the otherwise, then it's time to have a fucking sit down because these fucking guys are not listening to me, and not only that, they're spreading this, and now he's, this one's talking shit about me out in an 80,000 seat venue. We need to work this out. Punk cannot walk around like King Charles with a fucking axe and whack everyone that does not like what he has to say. It cannot work that way. This is all in. What happens at All Out next week when, when Darby Allen has a disagreement with Punk? Are we now gonna boot Darby Allen? Because after that, Daniel Garcia has a problem with Punk. Now Daniel Garcia, anyone who disagrees with Punk and says something to piss him off is fucking out of here. Is that the perception we're giving off?
0: I'm just getting text from uh, my guy, Drew, saying that uh, Punk and uh, Jack Perry got nose-to-nose and Punk waited for Perry. I mean, again, you poke the bear, you know what to expect with CM Punk. Jack Perry knew what was, was waiting for him when he got back to the locker room. I'm not saying Punk, what he did was right, but you know, it all goes back to who's running the company. CM Punk, and Tony Khan let this out. Tony Khan was standing right there. If he, he was sitting, right, sitting there.
1: right there. Hey, hey, Phil, what are you doing? waiting for Jack, waiting for Jack, Phil. He watched all this happen, no doubt about it. Phil, step away, step away, I'll take care of this a little bit later, I'm running the fucking show. Go back to your locker room, you take your fucking jungle boy ass to your locker room when I get done, we'll fucking sit and work this shit out. But for right now, you're standing there getting and waiting for a confrontation to happen. Don't do that, you're angry, you're angry. Relax, breathe. No one's saying you're wrong. You're about to be wrong for what you're trying to do right now. So right now, you're in the right. Let's leave it there. Leave you in the right, so this can end with you doing the right thing. What happens now? I mean, I mean, who,
0: like, what, what happens to CM Punk? I mean, uh, clearly there's an investigation, going on. investigation we heard going. on. We heard this lingo last year. There's an investigation going on. CM Punk is going to be uh, questioned about what happened. Jack Perry's going to be questioned. What happened? Uh, uh, what happens? Like, what type of punishment is going to come down? on everybody, I, I would feel like, you know, the way we've talked about it, that CM Punk is basically GM Punk. He's not gonna really have much punishment, but at the end of the day, what do you do here? At like the, uh, cl- the, Clearly, you've been saying it, and we all know that. The one problem here in this entire situation, and multiple situations,
1: is CM Punk. There's a common denominator. There is a common denominator, but look, I'm gonna stick to the, I'm gonna stick to the topic at hand. What do we do for this? We need all of the actual facts. No more of the, I heard this story in this report. And this is why they're having an investigation, apparently. You need all of the actual facts before you can start levying punishments and things like that. Now we can go over scenarios, well, what if this was the case? Okay, then this should be the punishment. Well, what if that was the case? Well, now that should be the punishment instead. If we're gonna piece together our own scenario as to what happened, and if we think that Jack Perry did what he did, we saw that on national television, If he came to the back and then Punk was waiting for him, we have the start of a confrontation right there, of a physical confrontation right there. We have the start of this whole situation with the act of defiance from Perry. But Perry did not defy Punk unless Punk is running the damn company, which he shouldn't be. All he did at that point, Perry, was defy management. And that right there is going to earn him um, some, uh, some kind of punishment because he defied management. Now, Punk, let us take care of talent who is defying management. You're not security. You're not GM Punk. You gave your suggestion as a locker room leader. That's what I would like from you. I'd like, to guide, I'd like you to guide these young people and help them become better wrestlers. You cannot punish them for not taking your advice. They are not required to take your advice. Well, you can remember,
0: that was Hangman's problem. Like, right. Hangman's problem last year was like, no, I'll listen to the veterans, but I'm not going to fucking listen to them. I'm going to go out there and do what I want to do. And I said it then, and I'm going to say it now. He has every right to say that. You know, and if you're a veteran, you know, yeah, some of these guys have big egos. They're going to feel slighted by that. But if I'm one of those veterans and I hear that type of thing, all right, go out there and make your mistake. Go out there and, and learn from trial and error. Go for and it. then at the end of the day, when you don't know what to do or you need help, you're gonna come right back to me like you should have did. But all right, you want to be you want to be young and stupid. Go out there, and make your own mistakes.
1: And Hangman's all right with that, and he has every right to say that. He's way. okay with it, you know. And then he, I think he backtracked a little bit and said, you know, I'm not saying I'll never listen to what they, what people are saying, but I want to learn from my own mistakes. I want to create my own path. They got to create theirs. And he tried. He kind of made sense of it. And I agree. If you have the experience of people like CM Punk, uh, Paul White, Mark Henry, Jeff Jarrett, you have the, the the opinions of these people who know the business, I think it's in your best interest to listen to them. You don't have to do shit. But I also wouldn't come out in publicly and say, I'm not going to listen to them, I think I think that part is disrespectful to the veterans. You know, publicly you should say and do the right things like, hey. If they suggest it, they're the veterans, hey, I'm going to take it into consideration because they've been there and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Then the cameras turn off, you go to the locker room, am like, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Why do you have to come out there and put them on public blast like that? You know, It's, it's not good for other wrestlers who see that and say, oh, well, I don't want to listen to them either. When they should. Yeah. They really should. But if they choose not to, you can't choke them out. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's going to be a very interesting next couple of weeks with this situation. Uh, and Tony Khan, I'll tell you what, man. Tony Khan's got some balls because he booked Jack Perry. It, seems, it's, it feels like CM Punk is feuding everybody in the, in the company. He booked Jack Perry versus Hook to open the, the show. Then we got an MJF and Adam Cole against Aussie open to end the zero hour. And then we get into the pay-per-view. CM Punk actually opens the pay-per-view. I don't know if you paid attention to this. Punk yeah. opens the pay per view with Samoa Joe. Yeah. We go right into the six man with Kenny and uh, Konosuke and, and the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and then we go into FTR and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, he was he was playing he was playing with some fucking fire last night, man. Booking all those matches back to back and so all they of got them all of them gorilla. crossing <laughs> each other in the <laughs> locker room one yeah. after another. I mean, uh, he's got a, he's got a, a set on him, I'll tell you that. But maybe um, he
1: expected professionalism. You would you would after after what we
0: uh, were given on. Uh, I would.
1: I'm not going to lie. On Sunday night. I'm not going to lie. I did not expect to see see CM Punk in the headlines with drama at all in. No. I thought that he got that shit and learned his lesson all out of his system, man. I did not expect this one at all.
0: And I heard from a couple of people that came to the meet and greet and a couple of people that uh, I walked by at Wembley yesterday. Punk was so welcoming and nice to all the fans that came up to me. He legitimately took pictures with everybody that wanted a picture. Uh, you know leading up to the event so it's like like you don't know what type of version of CM Punk you're gonna get.
1: No. It's no. It's it's crazy. And no, I'm like the guy's bipolar or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because in my in look in my I have a fucking terrible, terrible hot temper. And if my wife is watching, she will attest to that man. I have a terrible temper. But even I know in a in my place of employment when it comes to management and owners and things like that. I know I can't become physically involved with my anger. That will lead to immediate termination. Yeah, It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. And at this point, in this situation here, we're kinda at the same loop. It doesn't matter who was right in the spot being done or not being done. Because the problem is what everyone decided to do when they weren't being respected. People are not always gonna respect you, and you might have to just walk away, and just send it up the ladder. You know, you want to get on someone's nerves, get on TK's nerves. I'm not taking this shit from Jack anymore. I'm not taking this shit from the Bucks anymore. Yeah. I need you to go fix it. Yeah. Go fucking fix it. Unless you want me to, go fucking fix it. No, it's... Punk is. I'm gonna sit right here and look like he's fucking Mr. Incredible. You know, waiting for him to come out of the fucking. And like, what are you doing? How? As you stand there and wait, in your mind, this is gonna make this situation much better. Tony, Tony got the answers (laughs) for everything. This is gonna, this is gonna be way better than the all in, all all out brawl. I mean, he's got the
0: answer. He's got the answer for everything, but CM Punk, everything. It's just, it's mind boggling to me. It's it's just a bad look. I don't know. I'm not running the company. It's not my. It's not my fucking. Did he sell? Did
1: he sell him half the stock in the company? We don't know about it.
0: Maybe I don't know. Punk ain't going anywhere. Without without Punk, there's no collision without uh without punk there's no uh you know mega t v contracts coming up that's, that's 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 the problem that's
1: supposedly it, it's, I, b- uh, I believe it now it's 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 very believable yeah it's very believable but that's not a foregone conclusion that that's what you know the deal is i mean it makes sense yeah but we could be off on that you know collision could possibly have been a thing without punk or maybe punk was a promised package deal yeah. we we don't know yeah but at the any at any rate, Punk should not be given carte blanche to do whatever he wants no. because he's important to the company. Yeah. That is literally not even exaggerating. Literally, the shit that gave Hulk Hogan heat. Yeah, the exact same thing. One difference, I dare you to find one. we
0: right, we'll uh, we'll we'll definitely update you guys on the CM Punk situation when we get back home. Um, I know more is going to come out, and uh, it's going to be nothing more than negative headlines again for AEW, and it should not be after. Sunday night, it should be something that's celebrated, this, this weekend should be celebrated, but, you know, once again CM Punk made it all about himself, and that's all everybody's really talking about today. It's, it's disgusting. It
1: sucks, man. You know,
0: after, after the amazing job the entire company did with a tremendous show and a tremendous main event, everybody's talking about CM Punk choking Jack Perry, so.
1: And if I'm, if I'm one of their peers of, right now, both of them, but especially Punk, because it's the second time he's done this. Yeah. I could be neutral in all this, like, hey, Punk is a good guy, he can do what he do, you know, Jack, whatever. But at the end of the day, we busted our ass in that fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, everybody did. And now we got to hear about your bullshit. You couldn't wait. hmm you couldn't, you couldn't get back to fucking Jacksonville and handle that shit and go choke him out in a board meeting somewhere. Yeah. Why do you have to do it right here at our biggest moment of our careers? I don't know.
0: It's really disgusting, and uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that when we uh, get back home. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole, Jesse, against Aussie Open. This was for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis got a a very good reaction live. Uh, A lot of people were chanting along to their theme where I was sitting, especially in my section. Um, Really, really great tag team. One of the best tag teams in the world right now uh, against MJF and Adam Cole. This is for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Now, coming in, I know you and I talked about it, and a lot of people talked about it. Them winning the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships potentially – to use that as a vehicle to create some sort of drama going into the main event. Yeah. We got a very fun tag team match. I mean, it wasn't anything blow away, and I didn't expect it to because Tony Khan has a main event to protect. You're not going to send MJF and Adam Cole out there to give us what I know could be an absolute banger of a match with Aussie Open uh, for 20, 30 minutes and then ruin the main event. But it came down to MJF getting the kangaroo kick. Yes. Uh, I'm glad we've seen it. We got the kangaroo kick from MJF, and uh, he did make a hot tag there. Uh, Clotheslines, Fletcher uh, is in the ring with Adam Cole after the hot tag. Uh, He went for his uh, finishing move, and Cole went and got a backstabber instead and got a two-count. He wanted a Panama Sunrise. He opted to uh, take Fletcher uh, with a super kick instead. Cole and MJF then call for the double clothesline. Uh, Mark Davis saved Kyle Fletcher from uh, basically the double clothesline. Cole got uh, the crowd to chant for an MJF dive. He uh, hit the ropes, but he took too long, You know, basically trolling everybody about diving. He didn't do it. He took too long to do it, and then Cole got beat up on the outside. Davis and Fletcher then hit double thrust kicks on MJF and then uh, connected with their Aussie arrow for a near fall. So we get Aussie open, then kind of miscommunicating, and they... uh, they basically nail each other. MJF hits the kangaroo kick. Crowd went fucking crazy in my section. I don't know where you were, but crowd went crazy. Pop big for the kangaroo kick. MJF and Adam Cole hit a double clothesline on Fletcher, and that was basically it. The double clothesline, one, two, three, new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and it was a very cool moment, but there really wasn't anything on top of the moment with uh, them winning the Tag
1: Team Championship. It was just them beating, yeah. beating the Aussie Open and then... We go into the main card. Go into that was the main it. card. That was it. I I, I thought we get more shenanigans. I thought we get some uh Roderick Strong mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but it seems that the purpose of this was simply to get those titles on these two guys. Um yeah. for the now, what does that say about the Ring of Honor taking titles? They must not be doing anything with them. They must not be I'm not watching Ring of Honor, I don't know, but they must not be doing anything with them if they can just freely put them on these two guys and since I'm not watching Ring of Honor and since they seem to not be doing much with them, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. The one thing that I would love to see happen
0: is now with MJF and Adam Cole holding the Ring of Honor Take Team Championships, necessarily I don't want to see them do anything Ring of Honor related. But I do hope that this moves also open to uh, dynamite or collision. That's where they belong. They don't belong stuck on yeah. Ring of Honor. Nobody sees them there. They're too good to be just stuck in, in front of that audience one night a week. I'd like to see them on Saturday. I'd like to see them on Wednesday. Hopefully, that door now opens up for them. So, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, nothing really came out of the tag team title victory. And we all thought it was going to be a vehicle for a breakup in the end. And it was uh, pretty flat. It was pretty flat.
1: It was. I mean, I wasn't even that excited about Me the moment. I, mean, I think we know, all kind of
0: expected them to win. Yeah, we I mean,
1: really know. did. We all watch them. Now, I, I did have the thought of maybe them losing yeah. because of an interference, something like that, and then that would have caused the the friendship breakup leading into the main event. Yeah. you know I thought we were going to get something like but they hit it into the main event as friends, yeah. which is odd for me.
0: Which I think the crowd didn't really mind that either because I don't think anybody still, even now, want to see them break up.
1: At this point, no. No.
0: no. no. No, it's the hottest thing they got going. I don't know and, why Tony Conway did And
1: I'll I, I, I tell you what, I, I, I said this weeks ago, and I'm gonna have to take that back. There was a moment where I just did not ever want to see MJF as a babyface.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. That was a big topic of discussion with a lot of people at the
1: meet and yeah. greet. That was a
0: lot. That was a a topic of discussion online. Yeah. I know I've been very adamant in that um, with MJF not going babyface. But yeah. you know. I- you can't take, you can't take anything away from him. Obviously, he plays a better heel yes. than a babyface. I said the same thing about Sasha Banks for years. She's yeah. a better heel than she is a babyface. But you know, both of them, MJF is just so talented at what he does. It's like he's going to make it work. It is it's, a little bit more sports entertainment.
1: Yeah, it it, it, it as a babyface. It, it, it is a little bit more com. I, I think it becomes a little bit of a comical babyface thing because we know who the true MJF is. Yeah. we know he's a dick, and it. Feels like they're getting ready to introduce, maybe not introduce, because I know you've seen it before, but put MJF on a different kind of a babyface stratosphere, almost like a Stone Cold Steve of the anti-hero type deal. But, and I really, really, please forgive me for this. I hate using this analogy, but The Rock was an awesome asshole babyface. You know, he didn't change too much about himself. He was still doing like, you know, little stilly shit and everything like that, you know, like, little college prank-type fucking humor on people, and he's not being a typical babyface, but he was a babyface. In the end of the day, he did the right thing, you know, which made that alone made him the babyface. So this is kind of along the lines of that in that regard.
0: It's funny It's funny you say that because, you know, I, I've been thinking about that going into this, this match and this show. I feel like the whole story is MJF trusting Cole, and he doesn't want to trust but he lets his guard down. Mm-hmm. Cole betrays him. Fans feel sympathetic towards MJF. We get that old MJF that we all have watched for the last four years. Yeah. But now people are siding with him. And he turned this is how this you, you mentioned the rock and mentioned Stone Cold. That they were they were basically badasses. Mm-hmm. And the fans love them. This is this could be his trajectory towards being in that same Stone Cold role, that same rock role where they act heelish, yeah. but the fans, like, I fucking love this guy.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think, and this probably is what we're going to get if we get it, we're never going to get a full-fledged babyface MJF. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get a tweener, and a tweener MJF is basically a babyface. Yes. That's, that's the best you're going to get. He's, he's not going to be out there shaking hands and kissing babies. And on the flip side... I don't know how you prefer Adam Cole. I
0: think Adam Cole is a better heel than he is a babyface. So if oh. they flip Adam Cole to a heel, did you see that he was getting the heat, man? I said this, oh, yeah. to, this to some people in my section. I'm like, man, is Adam Cole working heel this match? Yes, he was working. He was working NXT World Champion yes. level Adam Cole in that match, and I'm like, that is the you know what? I actually miss this. I I, yeah. I I actually prefer this. Like, Cole's a babyface, blue-collar babyface. Let's story time with Adam Cole. Baby. Yeah.
1: It's 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 okay. He can do it. it. works for him. Yeah,
0: but him is a prick. Oh, yeah. It, it works just as good for him than anybody else, and I hope that's where they go with him, too.
1: Uh, I agree. I agree. And, and we'll, be, so we'll get into yeah. it in the main event. Yeah. yeah.
0: But that's what happened in the, uh, the Open for the Zero Hour, and yeah. they win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. And we all thought it was going to maybe, you know, lead to something groundbreaking in the main event, but... It just stayed its course and they uh they kept the friendship alive.
1: Yeah, it, it, it seems like the purpose of this, I mean, this is not very traditional, you know, putting your main event in the pre-show. Um, and then Tony Khan, you know, did a a few tweets about when he was gonna open the doors and when the pre-show was gonna start. I think it was very important to him for the fans to show up strong for the national, you know, free pre-show. So he put his two best guys out there. Oh,
0: we know why he did when, yeah, yeah. Being there in person and feeling uh, that energy, we yes. know exactly why
1: he did Everyone's fresh yes. on the nights. Yes. You know, I mean, people are, I mean, you, you might get them four hours later on and they're starting to die down. But on the pre-show, if I'm turning on the YouTube or the, you know, the free channel to watch this and I see 80,000 strong and I got MJF and Adam Cole in the match, yeah, I want to see what's going to happen later on. Yeah, I really do. I was on the fence about getting this pay-per-view, but now I want to get it to see what's going to happen later on. So we move from the zero
0: hour. And we go to CM Punk and Samoa Joe for the AEW Real World Championship. Um, Samoa Joe is—I mean, you and I talk about Samoa Joe all the time. He's—he's he's just fucking fantastic. Every, every single thing that he does is so fantastic. What one of the best pickups that Tony Khan has done in the last four or five years. CM Punk—I wasn't crazy about this match going in. I don't think anybody was crazy about it. You and I talked about it. Nobody's buying this show. Nobody's attending this show to watch CM Punk. And Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor, or for the uh, might as well be the Ring of Honor. It's fucking yeah. worthless. It is the uh, Ring of Honor, uh, yeah, ba- 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 basically. It is um, the AEW Real World Championship. Um, the match itself, to me, was okay. The match so, was some. Some people on social media were like, "Oh my god, what a, what an excellent opener!" Do you know what made the open for me? Do you know? Do you know what made this match for me? The crowd. Yeah, the crowd. It was. It seeing was seeing the reactions from the crowd with Punk doing the Hogan. He did the leg drop, um, they did uh, a big spot where uh, Samojo kicked out of the one and he hulked up, in hulked up and Hulkamania, he did the finger point. Yeah, we
1: marked out for that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was, I love that. It was my, one of my favorite parts of the entire show. But outside that, I mean, I can't really, I can't really dive into anything else that I really liked about the match. In fact, it was basically, the to me anyway, I felt it was very similar to what they did in the final of the Owen.
1: yeah. Yeah, it it did seem like the 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 biggest thing about this match was us. It was the yeah, crowd. Yeah. It was the crowd. And I'm man, I don't know if it had if it was just because of the heat on Punk or Joe is that over, but my god, other than Will Ospreay or MJF and Cole there's no one more over than Joe on this night, man. Mm-hmm. He was getting major Joe chants.
0: Yeah.
1: And maybe that was a lot to do with, you know, being anti-punk, you know, but I mean, either way, and that's punk elevating someone else. Either way, I don't care, you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, 80,000 people, you know, pumping their fists and chanting Joe, man, I'm watching it. I'm I'm mean, I'm in awe. Mm-hmm. Like this is fucking great. Joe deserves this.
0: Now, Joe does that little sidestep when people go to the <laughs> yeah. top rope. Joe <laughs> tried to sidestep across body, but Punk had it scouted, and he hit a hurricanrana dropping Joe on his head. Joe came back, hit his old-school uh, ring of honor, Ole, Ole kick to the outside. Yep. And then uh, Punk tried for another hurricanrana off the apron, and then he was caught by Joe and swung into the commentary table. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he broke the front end of the commentary table, busting Punk open, came up bleeding. Oh. So Joe then picked Punk up and uh, hit a big corner charge in the ring, in Zaguri. You see Punk. I'm watching the big screen in the stadium. Punk's got blood dripping down his face. Um, big Samoa offense, signature offense with the atomic drop, the big boot, the running senton. Uh, Punk avoided a muscle buster. And then he comes back, and this, this is where we see the sequence. He does the John Cena... Five moves of the. Five dude. moves of Doom. He does the you oh. can't see me, oh. the shoulder tackles, the spinning back suplex. And instead of doing the the uh, the punch, he does the Hulk Hogan uh, yeah. cupping the ear. Drop the and top. then he drops the leg. Oh. Joe wasn't having any of that. He hulks up after a pin. <laughs> he
1: hop a one
0: count. He out of a one. <laughs> he does the finger point. I mean, crowd, especially my section where everybody was on their feet. Legitimately everybody was on their feet. Yeah. Fucking awesome. So crowd was cheering this. Uh, Joe locked in an STF. Went into a crossface. Punk escaped. Crowd was really booing Punk. You know, it, it's funny. I, I forgot to mention this in the beginning. They, they were singing Punk's theme, but then when he was in the ring, they were booing. So they, they, it, got, it got a weird reaction. This is the first it's, time I've seen CM Punk since his match with Darby. I was there live not, when that, it wrestled that's not Darby.
1: not necessarily weird. The song is awesome. It's a party. Everybody's having drinks. The fucking you know, fucking cult of personality is hidden, like, hey, it's fucking, you know, it's it's a hit, you know? I don't know, I just, it, and then the song, it the song feels weird, like, you
0: hate the fucking the, guy. The song,
1: the song was over, they got the booing. I guess so. It's the song, the song was great, it's 80,000 people drinking and singing to a song, what do you expect?
0: I guess, I guess so. <laughs> Crowd is booing punk, um, he 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 pays homage to Terry Funk, he does a spinning toe hold. Joe escaped it, inside cradle, kicks out, STO, uh, punk avoided another muscle buster, this time... Uh, but he goes up top and he actually won the match. It literally came out of nowhere. I didn't expect him to do this and, and that be the end. I thought they were going to go at least another five minutes. But he hits a sloppy look and Pepsi plunge. You know, I mean, Samojo's not the, the, the smallest guy. So he hits a Pepsi plunge, one, two, three, he gets the victory, and uh, Punk stood in the ring. He got his, uh, he got his reactions. He's got, he got his booze. He got his cheers. He kind of lived in the moment for a little bit, and that was the end of the match. You know, I, 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 it was a fine open. Like, listen, he's, he's the face of the company. He is. You open that show with him. How many people are against that back there? I don't know. But Tony Khan's going to put his number one guy, his money maker, out there to start the show. This is the biggest show of all time. This is our. Uh, this is our guy. You know, it was a fine open for what it was. It wasn't anything that I'm going to go back and rewatch. Honestly,
1: I I will I will I actually will when I get engaged. yeah the show yes the show but the match uh, the, itself the, the, no. yeah this match yeah just to see how the crowd reactions yeah. actually came off on TV yeah. Am I gonna go back and watch it for the wrestling match? Uh, absolutely not. Like,
0: there's no. no reason. I hope that this is the. What is this now? Five times now that they wrestle. I
1: mean, at least if we're gonna not count the ROH matches, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, this uh, is that's it.
0: two. Yeah, but I mean, did we expect CM Punk to lose this this feud with Samoa Joe and him being the real world champion? I mean, he's not gonna be losing that championship until he loses
1: that championship belt. There's no reason for him to lose it to Joe right now, and more importantly. I would love it if they would address this real-world heavyweight title. Someone from management. Well, I guess we did get someone from management to address it. G.M. Punk.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I don't know what they're doing going into All Out. I mean, MJF's obviously going to have a title defense. It may be against Cole, again. I don't I don't know. It may be a Cole rematch. You know, it, it may be. Uh, I know people are thinking maybe CM Punk and MJF. I think that's way too soon for that. Yeah. But you would think that with him holding the World world Championship, that MJF, the type of guy that he is, would— be like, bitch!
1: What the fuck do you mean, like, real? What, like, <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? And how is it this hasn't already pissed him off? Like, I okay, know. I got my thing with this cold guy coming, but give me a minute. Who the fuck are you talking about? You're the real. I'm. I am the fucking champion. You know, MJF does not seem like the kind of person to just say, okay, I'll get to that when I can. Yeah. Day one, he'd have come running out. No, 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 no. I'm the champion, not you.
0: Yeah. So we got that to open the show, and we went right into a six-man tag team match with Konosuke Takeshi, Jay White, Juice Robinson of the Bullet Club. The guns were there as well with Don Callis. They wrestled the Golden Elite, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, and then Adam Hangman Page. Um, I know a lot of people, you and I included, were very critical of this match, and I know my guy Drew on Tuesdays. We have uh, Tuesday Night Titans. And Drew was very critical. If you're going to put Kenny Omega in front of this crowd at this show, it should be in a singles capacity. I agree. Now, I, I, I agree with that, you know, but Kenny's getting his match at all out with Konosuke. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the way that this match ended up, I had a blast watching this match. I thought this match was fucking great, which we knew it was going to be
1: great. What, what, what like, with these six guys, it's yeah. like,
0: you know it's going to be great. But at the end of the night, you know, all the complaining, and this is, in a general sense, for the show as well, which we'll touch on uh, when we get to the, the the last part of the show. Uh, I do feel like all the complaining that we've done and as a community, it, it kind of got wiped away with this because we knew it was going to be a great match, and that's all anybody cared about.
1: Well, like, being yeah, there, that, that's all
0: anybody cared about. This we, was a yeah, great match, we, and we saw six great pro wrestlers put yeah, on a great show.
1: Yeah, I think we touched on that um, and probably the last show we did. And, oh, excuse me, and I think I talk, um, spoke about it on Twitter as well. We are only complaining about the build that we got yeah, because the build was lack, was lackluster. And a lot of the time, well, most of the time, the build is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be a part of the show.
0: Yeah, especially if you're doing yeah. we- weekly episodic television. Yeah.
1: You just can't give me crap, 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 and then say, well, the pay-per-view is going to be good. So what are you complaining about? Because I want to see good, 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 and then great. I mean, it's, I mean, come on, man. I don't expect perfection. Yeah. But- just some story to, get, to help us get there makes the pay-per-view even that much better. My wife was sitting next to me. We were talking about this match for a minute. And she said, she said, this is boring. And I said, okay, it is. But I'll explain to you why. It has no heat coming in. So at the beginning of the match, it's going to be boring. The guys out there in this ring right now, They can work the crowd from the beginning to the end of their match and tell their story in the ring, and halfway into it and three-quarters into it, you're going to be cheering your ass off. And right hand to God, she was. She's like, she goes, no, yeah, you was. She goes, yeah, you were bored in the beginning because you didn't give a shit about it because there's nothing to give a shit about. Yeah. But these guys know what the hell they're doing out there. And give them a few minutes. They're going to they're gonna rope you into a fucking awesome match.
0: Yeah, they did. And the heat came from Don Callis as well in this match. Every time they showed him on the big screen, there was the whole oh, fucking man. stadium booth, man. It was just, yeah. just, just a great thing to hear. Yeah. You know, when Don Callis was shown on the big screen because he was sitting on commentary during this match. We all knew that this match was going to lead to Konosuke and, and Kenny Omega at All Out. And that's exactly what happened here because Konosuke ended up getting the pin at the end of this match on Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you shocked at that? And I know a lot of people were like, oh my, especially my section, and my mes- my section was very lively. They were like, oh my god, I can't believe- That was me.
1: That well,
0: was that, me, that, uh, yes. Takeshi got a pin on Kenny Omega, but I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I even said this on Twitter, like, this is gonna lead to their one-on-one match. Yes. It's gonna be a fucking classic. Yeah. And he's gotta get a win over Kenny at least. In this capacity, it's the right decision to make.
1: See, this, see, when you go to a show like this, it's hard to not be a fan. Yeah. So the fan in me was, yeah, you know, you know, the the that Undertaker losing meme guy that was like, yeah. As a fan, I was like, "Oh my god, he just being Kenny. But then at the end, I was like, "Yeah, that was the right thing to do. That's going to get, you know, Kanosuke over a little bit more, and that's going to lead into another a bigger match. That was definitely the right call to make." Yeah. But I was still, at uh, the fan in me was going, oh, my God, why, how? And then the uh, analyst in me said, that was the right move.
0: Yeah, I li- I love the interaction between Jay White and Kota Ibushi. I thought they had a great interaction. Ibushi looked a lot better here than he did in Blood and Guts. I don't know what you thought of Ibushi's performance last night. This was the first time for me seeing Ibushi live.
1: Nah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's my second. Th- no, We didn't, well, we saw Ibushi at, wasn't oh, was he at All In? Oh yeah, that's right. No, yeah, no. we saw him there. I'm, yeah, I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Him. No, yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was in the. Uh, that's what was he in that? Uh, that six man tag. Tag at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. No, I. I mean, I. I thought Ibushi was par for the course, but again, I, and I think it's important that I preface this. And and some of the things that I see here, um, the distance from where I saw things was very far. So I'm watching a lot of it on the big screen. Yeah they did not always have everything on the screen at the big screen at the same time so a lot of this it might take me to go back and watch again but from what i saw i just saw you know typically bushi man it's good stuff
0: yeah i mean it's, it's yeah. never it's never bad yeah. but uh, i was mostly paying attention to what omega and takeshita did they they got in there and uh takeshita uh, hit a blue thunder bomb omega came back with a v trigger and he goes right back to the poison rana uh, and Omega and Page hit a you-can't-escape uh, combination on Juice Robinson. Page hit a blockbuster on Takeshita. Page then went for the buckshot. Guns are on the outside. They're interfering in this thing, and they get bolt wiped out by a big moonsault by Adam Page. Always pretty offense by Adam Page. Uh, buckshot was countered into a half-and-half by Jay White as Omega charged in with uh, a big move, but Takeshita countered a uh, uh, Geary with a massive knee uh, knee strike. And then uh, Page blindsided Takeshita with a buckshot right to the back of the neck. Omega caught Jay White with a V-trigger and one for Juice Robinson as well. But when Omega was going for the uh, win in the match, Takeshita flew in out of nowhere and rolled Omega up. I believe he hooked the tights, if I'm not mistaken. He might have hooked the tights. I don't know.
1: I definitely couldn't see that. <laughs> so uh,
0: he got a flash pin, one, two, three, and he gets the pin over Omega. Adam Page... Legitimately on the big screen, I'm looking up. You, you seen him mouth? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the fuck, right? So,
1: and it, it, it seemed to be that was the shock. They, they, he just
0: Takesto was shocked. Callus yeah. was like, "You did it!
1: You did you, it! You did it!" Like, holy shit! And that it was, was it. Man, it was, right. it was a lot. It was a lot like when 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 Andre you know ripped the crucifix and everything else, and they're like, "Oh my god, what happened? How yeah. did he do this?" You know, it was great, man.
0: Yeah, we were worried about what all out was looking like but well, again we'll touch upon that a little bit later but it's 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 shaping up to be a decent show because you and i after the show was over uh we were we were uh throwing back a couple of drinks and we were watching the scrum at the same time and, and tony kind of announced a couple of matches for the scrum I'm like all right this card's shaping up to be a pretty decent one for chicago and Takeshta and omega are definitely going to be a standout match on that
1: show so i'm looking forward to that that should be really good and I, i'm just if they give these guys time i can if they give these guys at least Thirty minutes. I'm gonna predict this right now. This, this I'm gonna call this shot. If they get at least thirty minutes, we're getting a five star match.
0: Oh, I know five I know, star I know match. For, I know for fact. I mean, I've been yep. I've been high on Takesh ever since I found out who he was a couple years ago. Yep. So uh, one, one, uh, one thing. I don't know who in AW is listening to this. If, if anybody's gonna catch wind of this, we don't know Mikey. We know Mikey Ruckus is the best music man in in the industry. Yes, bar none. I mean, his theme music is fucking phenomenal. But that theme music fits the a cash. To listening to that shit live, man, that shit's got to go. That that's shit that, is awful. That's
1: that. That's that. Um,
0: that, that one. That one note. that's that that like doom a, and gloom. It's like a one long bass note that sounds terrible.
1: They can do. He can do better.
0: He can he do. Comes better, out man. like a rock star. Why, why, give him some Japanese, like I don't know. Some,
1: I don't know. Just some banger rock music. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna. I'm look. I'm not a composer. I can't do half or or a pinch of the shit that Mikey Ruckus can do. But I do believe he can give us something better for Takeshita. Everybody in the chat says it's terrible. Yeah, it's... <laughs> when I say it's terrible, I get a concert at the airport. Okay, all right, all right, let's move on. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> anyway, it was, a, it was a decent match. Um, I think the uh, complaining that the community did as far as the build is justified. Not never going to take my word back on that. I, no. I mean, episodic television, you need a build. I'm not going to go back and watch video packages on Jay White and Kenny Omega and the reason why they're wrestling. But... Um, I thought the match was fine. Was. I thought the match was fine for what it was, and uh, I don't think anybody really gave a shit at the end. Uh, FTR. This was one of the matches, the, the matches uh, that uh, were listed before this show that actually got, I don't even know if you want to call it build. I mean, this is also based on uh, a little bit of history between both of these teams and who's the best tag team in the world. A you know, case could be made for either one of them, but this was one of the standout matches of the night, especially going into this show. FTR, Cash and Dax uh, against the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, big, big, big trolling in my section with Cash. They were uh, chanting, "Oh, Cash has got a gun," or something, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. They were chanting something. I don't know what it was. UK crowds are beautiful, but they're fucking crazy at the same um, time. And
1: and, and and look, man, I'm I'm of the belief, and I've said this before, no one get hurt in that situation. Yes. So if if you if that would have happened to you, all right, and no one got hurt, you just got to deal with it. i would be busting your balls. Yeah. And that's as fans, that's what we're doing. We're yeah. busting his balls. Yeah. He, he's, he's fine. He'll be okay. No one was hurt. You know, He's not going to lose his job. But we're going to bust your balls because we love you. Yeah. So I don't want to
0: sit here and tell you this wasn't a, a great match, especially the last five minutes were fucking phenomenal. My the wife, last five minutes were yeah. fe- There was one sequence in this thing, too, where I think – I don't know who it was. I think it was – I don't know which member of FTR were in the ring and which one was on the apron, but th- there was something where Nick Jackson, I believe – Super kick one of them off the apron as they were reaching for a hot tag, and it was just, it's, it's just fucking beautiful, man. It's what you love and appreciate about tag team wrestling, but the point I'm trying to make is we've seen so many great matches with FTR and so many great matches with, with the Young Bucks. I honestly feel like both teams have better matches with other teams. I don't know, I don't I don't know what it is, like. Like, who? Like, FTR, look at FTR on the Bullet Club. Like, from, no. from Collision. That was a better tag team match than what we got last night.
1: But, I mean, it, it was not better just, than, than like, the, their last FTR uh, Young Bucks match, though. I um, feel
0: like the Young Bucks have better tag team matches with the Lucha Brothers.
1: Oh, they, they just have great matches. I, I mean, yeah, they just, when
0: FTR and the Young Bucks get in the ring, it's like, man, they're two great tag teams. You can make a case for either one of them being the best tag team in the business. They're probably in the top three. But when they get in the ring, it's like... Maybe I'm overhyping it, or well, maybe everybody's over over overhyping it and I and I'm kinda going into it like, Yeah, it's gonna be the greatest safety match ever, yeah.
1: and then it it's it's not. Like are you putting it are you putting it in the same bottle with Undertaker and Stone Cold? Yeah. They never had a good yeah. fucking match. They all of them yeah, it, it, exactly. sucked. Exactly. <laughs> two he, phenomenal legendary Hall of Famers, greatest of all time. Two it, mega powers yeah. that's like never it's like, had a good match. Oh my
0: god, it, and it's like
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Never had the most disappointing was the the ninety nine. Uh, I mean, tell Summer me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong, Chad. Yeah, it's SummerSlam with, with the uh, Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah that was god awful. I,
0: I mean, mean, I just feel like FTRs had better matches with the Briscoes, better matches with Bullet Club. I mean, that to me, that's the best tag match of the entire year. Nothing's gonna top that with what they did on Collision. The Young Bucks have had better matches with uh lucha brothers like, like i just mentioned basically anybody i mean dark order
1: <laughs> i mean come on man I'm not, not, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you're,
0: going, you're going too far now, i mean okay. i don't know man
1: they, I they know. they've had so many phenomenal matches I, I think we're undervaluing i mean how many times have they faced each other like twice right
0: yeah i think this was the third time yeah, yeah especially
1: I, in AEW. i remember the last one being pretty damn good yeah this one this one and, and i and look I I said this to my wife sitting next to it. This one started off for me very very slow, and again, no build. You can't sit them down, you know, in a room just like this, you know, and have them sit and talk to each other about their families and talk about why they do this and everything. That's not a build. That's not a build, man. I mean, for in 2023, when we get so much pro wrestling every week, these, guys, these AEW has what three television shows a week? Yeah. Give me something. Yeah, you have time. Give me something, man. Give me something more. Someone should come and kick somebody's ass. Okay, period. If you're gonna sit them down and have a sit down meeting like this, it should end with someone getting their ass kicked. We need to up it a little bit. This is the third match, and people expect some kind of heat. You just have them sit down and have be mutual understanding of each other and shake hands and walk off and hold, and it's not gonna work here.
0: FTR got uh, a very, you know, FTR like entrance. People were very over with their. Uh with their theme song, and they were uh, they were humming along to it in my section. Uh, Young Bucks came out with a very Freddie Mercury-like uh, 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 vibe to them. The outfit. Yeah, outfits and everything. I really liked that, too. Uh, it was really made to be a big deal. It felt like a big deal. The fans were f- crazy for it, the entire thing. But the match itself ended up being, to me, a great match on this show, and I probably won't even be talking about this match as far as tag team matches in AEW at the end of the year. Oh, oh no. Probably not. You know, that's just, that, that's my honest feeling about it. Great match. Right, but I'm right. not going to be talking about, I'm not putting it anywhere in my top ten.
1: And, and probably not. And, or top ten. On the grand scheme of things, is, is that fair? Because like I just said, we get wrestling from these guys alone, yeah. these guys alone, three times a week. Yeah. It's not even including WWE. I mean, w- I thought the match with Adam Cole and MJF against FTR was better yeah, than that. It's, it's not even including WWE. Yeah. So we get wrestling like five to six times a week yeah at the end of the year there is a lot of goddamn tag team matches to evaluate as being the bit be- and then yeah it's easy to have one just be okay it could be a little bit better than okay and still not be memorable by the end of the fucking year yeah
0: so ftr was actually uh, on the defensive here and they beat down cash for a, a couple of minutes cash eventually hot tagged out to dax he-, he was working both bucks bucks eventually took over against dax a few minutes later nick uh, apps uh, Accidentally closed the line Matt and Dax then pile drove Nick with cash, providing a uh, spike pile driver, double team there for a near fall. FTR then went for a shatter machine on Matt Jackson. Nick broke it up with a super kick. Matt then landed a super kick for a near fall of his own. Dax ducked a BTE trigger and the Bucks collided knees. So that was a big turning point in the match. FTR then gave Matt a FTR trigger. So basically they did uh, right back to the Bucks The name of it though <laughs> the, um, they, Then they kissed Matt's cheeks yeah. Kind of trolling them there And then landed a shadow machine And um, Nick then uh, Took Dax and they both tumbled over The top rope to the floor Matt avoided a top rope 450 by cash Which I didn't even expect him to do something like that No and, flips, just this. Well I mean, well I mean it's crazy to even see him do it when it, when it's basically what they've uh, built their gimmick off of, and he ends up doing it. It, lo- it looks gr- it looked great, but oh, he yeah. missed it. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Bucks landed two BTE triggers, and uh, everybody thought that was the end of them. I thought they were going to win the, the titles there after the two BTE triggers. Yeah. Uh, Cash kicked out. So we got a fight forever chant in Wembley, and then uh, FTR then hit Nick with a shatter machine, and that was basically the end of the match. It was one shatter machine, and they re- ended up pretending to tag team championships. At the end of the match, though, is where everybody was like, oh, man, is that is that how you're going to act? The boys in FTR wanted handshakes. Matt and Nick Jackson said, no, they walked away. I actually, so, actually missed that part. Yeah, they walked away. No handshakes. They left, and they got booed out of the building.
1: All right, are we going heel here?
0: Maybe. We can see.
1: They've, uh, Punk's already heeled. I mean, FTR, yeah.
0: FTR uh, uh, is, you know, the babyface, I guess, going into this thing. Who is the babyface coming into this? Here,
1: here's the thing. The last that we actually really had a definitive answer to that, the Bucks were heel. I were mean, they? I yeah, don't even know. Right. They get so I know FTR was babyface. They, they were babyface all day long. The Bucks were you know, I think at the end of the BTE, it's like, oh yeah, sure, we're heels. You know, it, it it's a little ambiguous. I don't fucking know. I guess they can work either style no matter who the, depending on who they're in the ring with. But that's a good point. I don't I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting where they go with the young bucks here after that. Uh, I mean, are we over with this FTR young bucks thing? I think is the the discussion is ended now. It's like uh, FTR is the best tag team out of the two in AEW at
1: least. What did I get? What did I tell you before? The only reason FTR was hired is to feud with the young bucks. <laughs> These well, guys I mean, will they, literally they
0: called it before AEW even started? Yeah,
1: so. yeah, they will literally fight forever, man.
0: I mean, is FTR the best tag team in the world after this? I mean, I know you, I know how big you are on the Usos, but the Usos really aren't a thing anymore. But for well, now,
1: okay, you can't. Put me in like Current storyline and say it was the I'm best putting you on ever. the spot Well no. Current storyline FTR is better Okay You're telling me The best tag team of all time That does not involve Just the current storyline so I'm still on the Usos for I'm that. talking
0: about Best tag team right now Currently
1: Right now uh, Yeah I'll go FTR Okay yeah. Same thing yeah.
0: John Moxley Man oh man
1: this I, fucking I, guy, man. I
0: love this. I got I got in trouble by Disco Inferno with Disco Inferno on this. You see that? No, what'd you do? I'll I'll talk to I'll tell you in a second. Oh no. John Moxley, Claudio, Wheeler, Santana, and Ortiz. So happy to have them back against Chuck Taylor, Perretta, Penta, Orange Cassie, and Eddie Kingston. This was uh this was labeled Jesse as a stadium stampede match in Wembley Stadium. This was definitely anarchy in the in the arena 2.0. This was not a stadium stampede match. Jeez. This dude. this was this was fucking ridiculous, dude. Um I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh I it, listen, watching this type of match live, I'll, I'll tell you guys this right now. Watching this type of match live, I don't like watching this match live because most of it you're watching on the big screen. Didn't enjoy it. I'm there to watch live action in the ring and I'm looking up yeah, I'm looking up at a big screen that's uh, in section 100 and I'm giving myself a stiff neck just watching the, the match yeah. when I could be home
1: watching it. If we want to see it in the ring.
0: So that, that's that's the biggest takeaway there. But, man, I had... If you want to ask me which match I had the most fun in, I had the most fun watching this match. I don't know what
1: your reaction was really? to some of these but oh, no. You don't think... Yeah, this... Look, I... I- you said watching the match; it was hard keeping up with who was where. There. And the ca- they you know, did a I'm, good job,
0: though. I mean, yeah, they, they, you, know, they, you got what you got in the in, yeah. in the in the in the the arena, and then they, they they were on top of everything
1: on the big screen. You know, with Eddie Kingston in the back and them brawling in the back. We had poor views. Now you're you're asking me about my enjoyment of it. Yeah. You know, and look, I I understand what they did. Well, maybe I, maybe
0: I everybody at home too.
1: You know, I I know, I know, I know it was I know it was badass what they did yeah. and everything else. But being there live. It was hard to absorb. It was hard to enjoy because we, we could not see a lot of the action. Yeah. So I know there was a lot of awesome shit going down that I couldn't see. This is one of the reasons why I want to go back and watch it at home. I want to see all the stuff that happened. Yeah. So.
0: So shout out to Santana and Ortiz. They look phenomenal. Ortiz looks to be in the best shape of his life. Santana, I mean, bro, this guy looks like he, he did whatever he had to do to get back. But he looks fucking great. So hopefully they are together, and I'm glad that they're together. They Listen, big, awesome. big on them since they even got signed. They're
1: better um, together.
0: You know, I, I, I called a lot of their matches in House of Glory. So happy to have them back. So good. I think they work phenomenal together. I know Santana has a desire to go solo and do his own thing, but right now I think this is what's best. Hold you up. know, Give it some time. Yeah. Don't rush into it. You know, But hopefully they have a major presence on AEW television because they look fucking great. Yes. Um. I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh, Mox, <laughs> I'm going to start with the spot everybody I know, you oh know my God. cringed at because that's when I really just, I, I literally watched this match on the edge of my seat in Wembley Stadium just watching what was going to happen next. He took out a black bag. Oh, my God. And in the black bag, oh he God. had barbecue skewers. Please stop. So he takes the skewers out of the bag. Penta grabbed them, Jesse. And stabbed them. He, he didn't take one. He took the whole the whole roll of skewers mm. and stabbed Moxley in the head. Now, <laughs> Moxley had a whole just imagine a whole bunched up barbecue skewer pack, bro. St- stabbed in someone's head. It's sticking out of his head. And the, I don't know what happened next, but they stuck in his skin, and they were they all kind of dispersed.
1: It looks like, he look, you ever see the movie Hellraiser? It looked like he had spaghetti pasta yes. in his head, and it was just kind of he looked, like, he looked like He looked like Pinhead in Hellraiser. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, my wife covered her eyes in fear. She was like, oh my God.
0: Bro, I, I even I even did one of these. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean, listen.
1: What a sick fuck, man. Did you
0: expect anything less from him?
1: No, I didn't. On this night, I especially didn't.
0: in the same week that Terry Funk passed away. Did you expect yeah. anything
1: Oh, less? man the f- The funniest part was I I went to um to concessions at the end of the last match so I can run and get back yeah as I was coming back Moxley had the bag and I turned and looked and the people around me I made fr- I don't know about you I made friends with like everyone around me by the end of the show we like we were all into the show together. I came back carrying my beard and everything else, and I looked down, and I saw Moxie in that bag. I was like, oh, fuck, no, please. They started laughing their asses off, <laughs> like, what Moxie's going to do something I don't fucking know what crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had a, a bunch of uh, tools to the trade in that oh, bag. You know, that, man, was just no. the, that was the worst part of it. Oh. Kingston and Claudio, I love that Eddie Kingston didn't even make an entrance, man. He made a beeline right for Claudio. Yeah. I hope Tony Khan books that match for All Out. I think that should be the match, and I think Eddie Kingston should win the Ring of Honor title. Yes. Calling that right now. Um, I thought that was going to be a match for this show, but... You know, the, seeing the way things played out, it actually worked in Tony Khan's favor. This was fucking
1: great. When actually, I, before I forget, Eddie Kingston did me a favor last night. Thank you, Eddie. You know what you did. Thank you.
0: Um, I want to start with Santana here. Santana entered the ring, gave double middle fingers to Penta. Uh, him and Penta, were LAX and and the Lucha Brothers have a, a great history and Impact. Awesome history with those two teams. Kingston and Claudio, they were brawling in the second tier of the stadium. And I'll get to uh, someone who was also sitting in the second tier of the stadium during the women's match, because I have a lot to say about that. Who was that, bro? I I wonder who it is. I don't know. I thought she was trolling Uh, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, really. Um, So they cut to Kingston and Claudio brawling in the second tier of the stadium. Santana Pilo drove Penta onto a broken chair. Penta, I don't know whether he was hurt or not legitimately, but he he came up uh, fucked up. So we got the ringside medical team checking on him. He got taken out of the match for a little bit. Moxley then raked barbed wire across Trent's head. Trent looked fucked up in this match. Oh, my God. So then they did a split screen uh, in the uh, building. He saw what was happening in the ring and then what was happening backstage with everybody. Uh, They cut to Chuck and Claudio brawling in the executive concourse area. Kingston also brawled with Uda in that area. There was a little bar. Some geek <laughs> came up to Eddie Kingston and, like, I don't know what they, what they had this guy do. I don't know if he was a fan or if he was telling him to stop, but he took a glass bottle and smashed it over the guy's head or, or he threw him into the bar. Whatever. This guy got fucked <laughs> up. So Santana then, um, he's there. Uh, Eddie Kingston, let me see where I am. And Claudio, yeah, brawling. Uh, Moxley knocked Trent off the top rope. And then uh, the back of his head landed on a ladder bridge that was set up on the top rope. and Santana Ortiz powerbombed Chuck onto uh, the ladder that was leaning in the corner. Mox slammed Beretta onto a board that was wrapped in barbed wire. Moxley landed a leaping pile driver on the ringside steps. Cassidy was bleeding. Orange Cassidy was bleeding a lot in this match from the forehead. Ortiz was beating him up on the outside. Claudio then dragged Trent up the aisle. This is where Yuta and Taylor were kind of uh, battling it out. Moxley joined them. All of a sudden, we see a, a white minivan show up, and it's Sue. Sue. It's Trent's mom. Sue.
1: 80,000 people. 80,000 80, people. 80,000 <laughs>
0: people tranted Sue. And um, I mean, she is there, and apparently, I don't know if Sue handed uh, the best friends something or they went to the back seat and grabbed something, but
1: oh, the was, best was, friends. This is the part I get to see. It was right by me. Okay, so they opened the sliding door in the back and they reached into the bag and started pulling out shit from right there.
0: They got, pay- they got a whole pastry
1: tray. Yep. Right from the back of the- bag. They, they, they pull out, they oh, pull oh, out baked, baked goods. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so apparently, uh, Sue came prepared. He bashed Claudio with the, the sheet of uh, baked uh, cupcakes and cookies. Mox raked Cassidy's uh, head with a, a fork that was in uh, the bag where he had the barbecue skewers. So, uh, all of a sudden, Penta you know, I'm thinking, oh, this guy got fucked up, He's he's got taken out of the match. Yeah. So he, he uh, all of a sudden he goes to the back, he comes back out, he's got new theme music, he's got his Penta, his uh, Penta Obscuro. It's,
1: it's obscuro, or Penta, uh, Pentagon Dark.
0: Yeah, Pentagon Dark, yeah, yeah. from Luch Underground. Yeah. His theme music hits, he comes out dressed in a different outfit. Yeah. He, he starts fucking people Wait, up. did he
1: just go change clothes? <laughs> I
0: think he, he came, I think he, wore, I think he came out in black and he, he came out in red, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. So, he, he just has a whole different character now. Penta sunset flip powerbomb Santana off of a ladder on the entrance stage through two tables. Now, I'm watching this, um, and I'm like, please, Mike, please, no, don't, don't do it. You just came back from a goddamn torn ACL, and, and you're going to do this spot. So, and, and I say that, Jessica, because so when Penta was up there with, with Santana, the fucking ladder broke. Yeah. The ladder almost just uh, twisted and folded in half. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Alex Abrahantes is over there. He's holding the ladder. They go up and do the spot anyway. They go crashing through the tables. It didn't look as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I mean, they scared the shit out of me.
1: What was what was awesome about that? I I'm, I remember that spot happening when, yeah. when, the, when the ladder collapsed. The crowd didn't get on the fucking case. The crowd. No, they, you no, they fucked did not. up. You fucked
0: up. No. This fan base does not like that.
1: No, they, they didn't get it back on no. the case. As long as you get back up there and try it again. And the, and the pop will be just probably even bigger. Yeah, you know, try it again. That's a
0: good point. It's one of the, yep. one of the biggest takeaways I had from 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 this match. When something like that happens, U.S. crowds would have absolutely chanted, "You fucked up! You yep. fucked up!" Disrespectful. The U.K. fans here, nope. they, they they didn't they they brushed past it. The spot happened, they and understand. they fucking went crazy. Shit, shit happens. Yeah. They understand. Like yeah. hey, let's
1: do it again. By the way, if I start losing my voice, guys, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: we got that spot through the tables. Back in the ring, best friends in Orange Cassidy hugged me- Willie Uda in the middle of the ring. They did the wide-angle shot like they usually do. Uh Caliber did, uh, I'm sure, uh, give the people what they want. Probably. They did the wide-angle thing. Probably. So, to grabbed uh, a screwdriver and-, and charged at Chuck Taylor. He missed. The screwdriver landed in the turnbuckle pad. Claudio gave Cassidy his giant swing. Crowd went crazy for this live. Ortiz and Beretta crashed through a table at ringside. Just chaos at this point is happening. Claudia went for a big move on Cassidy, but Cassidy slipped free and hit three orange punches for a near fall. This is one of my favorite spots in the entire show, and this brought out a different version of Orange Cassidy that I hope a lot of people at home is uh, going to look at and say, you know what, this guy isn't as bad as everybody's making him out to be, and he knows when to get the job done. Jesse brought a bucket with a glass bottle into the ring. He takes tape, he wraps his fist with tape, he starts punching the glass bottle with the taped fist and he's got shards of glass on his taped fist and he was going to do a Superman punch with the shard of glass, the shards of glass on his taped fist. So I don't know how that came off to you, but I'm looking at this and I'm standing on my seat legitimately in the stadium. and I'm watching this happen and, and everybody's like, ooh
1: and on. You-, you didn't you didn't remember seeing that? I missed all of that. Where the fuck were you? Section 140, bro, what do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see any of that. The
0: people people in the chat know what I'm talking about. He had shards of glass on Ah. his... his, He wrapped his hand in duct tape and he punched the bottle, shards of glass, he then swung a Claudio, missed, Moxley intercepted, Mox leaned, a barbed wire table in the corner, Cassidy landed a tornado DDT, Uh, Claudio, on glass by the way, Claudio gave Cassidy a uh, lift drop European uppercut, Kingston made his way back to the ring with a chair, he bashed Claudio uh, in the ring with the chair over and over. Cassidy then gave the orange punch with the glass fist to Claudio, uh, and that was it. One, two, three, and uh, the best friends with uh, all their antics get this win, man.
1: That was awesome, man. And, this was and, fucking great. And and they don't get the spotlight enough. I don't I don't believe you know, and especially at a time when and we you know touched on this a couple of times you know yeah. over the weeks at a time where it feels like they're trying to re-strengthen the tag division. Yep. I'm happy to see the best friends get something big. You know, I'm happy to see them starting to form and reform tag teams, you know, proud and powerful are back. Um it looks like they're going to go back to the tag team excellence that we got when they started AEW. Yeah.
0: So Uh, I want to mention this, not because uh, I want to give him any clout, but uh, this is the type of shit that people are thinking about, Jesse. Just like the fans getting on your case about picking out the empty seats in a fucking 80,000-seat stadium. This is Disco Inferno last night. I tweeted out, fucking wild, man. The sight of Moxley with barbecue skewers was a sight to behold. Trent's mom with the sheet of baked treats. Orange Cassidy taping his fist with glass. Uh, Anarchy, you know, basically anarchy in the arena with Stadium Stampede uh, tagged uh, behind it. Uh, I thought these guys made Terry Funk smile from ear to ear. I said, uh, and that's exactly that's John Moxley's mindset. John Moxley, I know for a fact, took heavy influence from Terry Funk, and that's what he
1: wanted to go out there and, and do. John Moxley came up and loves death matches. Yeah, you guys probably did not know this, okay? But <laughs> this is what he loves to do. He can work brawler style. Um, he's not ever gonna be a super technical wrestler. You know, that's never going to be the case, but he's always going to give you an entertaining match, whether he's working yeah. brawler style or hardcore yeah. style. He's a big fan of the hardcore style, and I know he took a lot of inspiration from funk. And so I know that, that his passing meant a lot, you know, you know, hit him pretty hard. So I'm sure it made him very happy to go out there and do something like that that would make people yeah. think of Terry Funk. Uh, uh,
0: and Disco Infernal said to me as he quote tweeted my tweet, what an embarrassing take Guys like this want to elevate themselves above people like me that actually made the sacrifices to make a living off of wrestling. It's such a disgrace.
1: Why are you going to put all those weird accents into what the man had to say? Read what the fucking tweet (laughs) said. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know, man. Why would he... Do you want to know my reply to this? (laughs) Oh God, no, you replied Jesus Uh, Christ. Of course I did. I'm like, hey Glenn, I'm in
0: London celebrating a tremendous show with friends and my fans and with the energy of an entire country for the love of pro wrestling. Home withering away, crying like a bitch about what I had to say about a wrestling match on Twitter. Kindly go F yourself and go back to watching wrestling or go back to watching what is what it is you call a pathetic wrestling career. So you're gonna get me blocked by
1: who cares? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I've said won't that be before. the first time. Yeah, I said that before. You like, ran into a few people this weekend that had you blocked. <laughs> we'll leave them, we'll leave, we'll leave them nameless. Not gonna get into that here, but. Yeah, man, I've I've said that too. Like who cares what Disco Inferno thinks dude? I mean, what what the fuck are we going I mean it why so angry? I don't know. Why I, I so angry? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Why man. why be angry about this, man? Everybody everybody bled Terry how many
1: times did Terry Funk bleed in his career? Everybody bled for Terry Funk. Did, did Disco Inferno tweet about funk bleeding in the 80s? No. <laughs> Not, God forbid there was Twitter in the 80s. Oh, maybe. my God. We had
0: Twitter in the 80s,
1: man. Jesus Christ.
0: Anyway, man. great match. One of my favorite parts of the show. Um, I think Tony Khan needs to lay off the anarchy slash stadium stampede matches for a little bit. Seems like the Black Bull Combat Club is... It is their bread and butter, but it seems like every every big feud ends in a fucking anarchy in the arena. Let like, it breathe. Yeah, let it breathe. Yes. Let it breathe. It's like, lo- it's like WWE doing the Hell in a Cell. Yes. And it's like, oh, my God, it's October. We got to do Hell in a Cell. Like... No, come on. No,
1: let it breathe, come back at it when people have forgotten it and, yeah. and the few calls for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's saying disco who, disco who. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Y- you know what I, I don't know is uh, why Jesse, uh, first day here, got himself into some trouble with. Uh, hi, hi Britt. Hi, how you doing, Brett? Yeah. You want a wife to Britt? I know she's watching. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Yeah. Hi, Brittany. Uh, you got in trouble with Britt Baker this weekend, man. Man, explain your experience to the fucking uh, 3,100 people watching us. Okay, so... This guy, this guy got in trouble. He, he didn't even land in the country yet. This guy's already
1: uh, in trouble by uh, one of the more prominent female wrestlers in the industry. I land at Heathrow, okay? Me and my wife, we are coming down. We're getting ready to go through customs. And by the way, guys, everything I'm about to tell you is 100% true. I mean, all, you have to go look on Twitter. I mean, that's all I you mean, need to I'm know. I'm coming through Heathrow. We're getting ready to go through customs and I see, you know, a short brunette lady, you know, walking in from the side view, She is walking away. And I kind of turned to my wife and said, kind of looks like Britt Baker, you know? And I think she heard me say that, I wasn't sure, but I was like, kind of looks like Britt Baker. And then my wife looks, she goes, uh, I don't know, maybe. If we had a bad view and she was walking away to go talk to someone. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe, whatever. So we stay in line. And then out of the corner of my eye, I look and I'm like, that's fucking Adam Cole. <laughs> like, I know who the fuck that is. <laughs> like that's Adam Cole. So we, we stayed, we stayed in line, and then you know, we didn't go running over there. But it turns out they ended up in line right there next to us or behind us or something like that. And um, and I turned, you know, to say something. I was like, hey, you know, uh, how you doing? You know. Um, I don't know if you know me, but I'm the co-host with JD and everything else. And then, you know, Brit says, you know, yeah, yeah, I know who you are, you know, and like, like bad takes, you have bad takes, you know, something like that, she said. Now,
0: which is not it, the first time we've heard that, by the way, which is yeah, all subjective yeah. in its opinion. you know.
1: It, now, the asshole in me was about to just say, hey, can I get a picture you know, and they would have said, Yeah, I'd have been like awesome. Give my wife the phone to take the picture and go over there next to Adam Cole and just kind of like, you know, can you move back, Britt? You know, can you get the out of the way? <laughs> I thought that would have been rude and ignorant because we're, I mean, rude. Yeah, it would have. Dude. We're out in public. You know, we're out. I mean, we're not, you know, in a ring doing a bit or recording a bit. So I wanted to be polite. And I do respect the stuff that she's done in the ring. By the way, I'll come back to this. So I asked for a picture, and she said, "She said, yeah, yeah, it's great.' And they both smiled. They were both, you know, um, cordial and about it. And everything else, and the and the situation, you know, you know, was fine, you know. And I was happy to get to London, and my first experience is running into Adam Cole and Britt Baker. I thought that was a fucking awesome experience, you know. And um, we got through customs and get to I think a hotel or something like that. And um, I tweeted it out. You know, something like, you know, hi, Brittany. You know, this is going to be a great weekend. And she went and tweeted, uh, So I ran into a podcaster and he was shaking and wanted my picture and everything else. They talk tough behind the cameras. But then you see them in life. It's this and it's that. You know, was that necessary? I don't know. I don't know. Was she entitled to that? Oh, absolutely. She's entitled to of it. Of course she is. I even, you know? t- I even, I even quote tweeted her and said, I respect that because, yeah. you know, I you have ev- every right to say that. And I feel I, that way. Yeah, I even replied to that. It's Like, okay, I, you know, I deserve that, whatever, you know. you know. Speaking of, and she and she's talked about, you know, not being the bully and being a bigger person, but at the same time started taking shots at me. You know, so, it is what it is. But here's the thing. She wants to talk about people who talk tough behind the cameras, but see them in real life, and there are different people. She saw me in real life and was a very nice and pleasant person. It took her to go back and get in front of a keyboard and a phone to then start being an asshole. How come she couldn't do that in person? Why is she being fake? Be who you want to be. I'm from Chicago, Brit. You say something to me that I don't like. I don't break. It's fine. You know, I can take it. I can give it back. I was being cordial and respectful because I respect what you do in the ring. And by the way, this is what I was going to get to. When Britt Baker started in this company and everyone in this fucking chat right now can back this up. When she started in AEW, she started off very fucking green and everyone was on her case about not being good, including myself. Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of the other podcasters and as we went on a year, a year and a half or so into her run, I was one of the first people to point out that, hey, 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 guys. Brit Baker is fucking getting better, man. She's getting. We both said. It. We both said like she's getting better. And, we both and,
0: said that she took a step back too from being the spotlighted talent.
1: Yeah, no, this is before that. Okay, we're talking before that. Okay, like Brit Baker is improving in the ring. Yeah. She's getting better, and every week as she got better, like yes, you know she is the female locker room leader. She is doing this shit right. She she is now. She's now evolved. She has matured in that ring, and fucking. Lo- I love to see it. Yeah. I love to see a pro wrestler start off low and build themselves up and fucking work at it. That's fucking fantastic because you know what? A lot of women don't put forth that effort, and you can tell. Never heard one thing from Britt Baker at all when we were here putting her over. Not once. Thanks for the kind words, guys. Not not one. Because she feels like everybody should be saying that regardless. That's why. And what happens when we started saying something that she didn't agree with? Now, now it's time, you know, it, it, it goes both ways, all right? My opinions about someone is not because I like them or dislike them. My opinion is going to be from what I see in the ring. And what I saw was someone who needed to improve. And what I got was someone who over-delivered in improving and was killing it. And we heard nothing from her until we said something she didn't like. And she's in DMs and she's tweeting shit out, and she's talking shit about people, meeting people at the airport, so... I mean... That's not fucking right, man. If you get, I mean, you just can't sit and wait. Not at, first off, not everyone is gonna like everything you fucking do. I'm sorry. And if a rumor comes out, it's just a rumor and a story. We report stories, we don't break stories. No. We don't give out stories. Melta reported this, this, and this. J.D. reads the story, asks my opinion about it. This is my opinion about it, and if it's true, this is what I believe and this is what I think. Don't get mad at us. Don't get mad at us, all right? We did not break the story. You don't like my opinion? I can respect that, all right? That does not make me a piece of shit podcast or a human being, all right? You're the professional.
0: It's basically us who don't wrestle. Don't wrestle. Can't criticize the people that do because we don't understand it. Because we don't know, I mean... And our opinion's wrong automatically.
1: Someone very important told me this weekend that there's a, quite a few people who take criticism of their craft to be of an insult when it shouldn't be. It's not. We're not talking about you as a person. We're talking about what, how you came off on television, okay? If you think you're perfect every time you get in that ring and the cameras are roll, you are sadly mistaken yourself. And that's anybody... You're not going to always be perfect. And if we call it out, we're not being a dick, dude. We're just saying how it came off. Because when you were doing great, I called you great. And we never heard nothing. Hey, these guys said some great things about me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No. We said something you didn't like, and you, you, you got diarrhea of the fucking fingers. All right? so. S-spe- speaking of great, this match was not great. It was not great.
0: This was not. I mean, I've seen a lot of people tweeting about this. Oh, my God, this was great. It went, I don't even know how long it went. It went below 10 minutes, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So 10 minutes out of a three-and-a-half-hour show and one women's match. Yeah, it goes to show you exactly what Tony Khan thinks about the women's division and the women's championship. We'll get back to that in a second. This match was not great. So if everybody that, that said this match was great, it was not. I don't know what they were watching.
1: I want to preface before you get into it. The match was not great. I do not believe the match was shit, okay? No, I've se- yeah. we've seen worse. Yeah, I've seen, I'm not shitting on the match. You know, every match does not have to be great either, okay? I'm, I realize that. We're just reacting to how some of the fans were reacting to the match online. And I don't believe it was great either.
0: No. Now, the biggest thing in this match, and I don't even want to harp too much on it because honestly, nothing happened, uh, is the outcome. So Soraya got mad at Tony Storm in the middle of the match. Jesse, there was a little pinning predicament there, and they both tried to pin. I think Sheeta at the same time, and uh, they were both getting upset at each other in a fatal four-way. This is Soraya Britt, Tony, and uh, Hikaru Sheeta, and then Baker pulls out her glove. She starts signaling for her finishing move. Sheeta attacked Baker as she uh, was in this position. She'd slammed Baker onto Soraya with a Falcon Arrow. She climbed to the top rope and landed a Meteora. she kicked Soraya and made the cover. Baker broke it up. Baker attempted a lockjaw seconds later. She'd have leveraged Baker's shoulders down to the mat for a near fall. Storm came in with the women's championship. Soraya sprayed her in the face with that, that little, I don't know what they got, the spray paint or whatever but they got. The, the, they the, carry the, the outcasts. Yes, yeah, yeah, green the spray paint. Spray paint in the face. One, two, three, and. That was enough for Soraya to win the championship. Now, Soraya's mom during the match, oh. she was accidentally punched by Tony Storm in a little setup spot that got oh. the tensions rising between Soraya and Tony Storm, yes. which led to you know, them kind of having friction in the match, only for Soraya to win. At the end, she wins the title. She celebrates with her family in her hometown. She is now once again a women's champion. I think she may be the first woman ever to win the AEW Women's Championship and the WWE Women's Championship yeah, absolutely. In, uh, in, in history. But
1: wait, 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 didn't Tony Storm win it?
0: Did she win the women's championship? No.
1: Did, did, did she win the championship in WWE? No, she never won one.
0: No, okay, okay. no, no, the NXT title, maybe. NXT
1: title. Okay, I
0: think I don't know who cares. Oh, God. Um, this outcome was terrible, bro. The, the outcome, yeah. the, the, the her winning, I'll tell you this, and this is all I'm going to say on this, and I'll give the floor to Jesse, her winning the match. I understand Tony Khan wants moments. It looks like he 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 books for moments. Yeah, he books for a feel good moment. Yeah, Tony Khan loves a feel good moment. This was Tony Khan booking for a feel good moment, giving her the championship. Based off what we've seen so far with her being in the company since last Grand Slam, Jesse, she's not had one decent match. The match with Brett was decent. I thought I thought they did fine. That first match that they had. Oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was decent. I, that was I, the I, best thing that she's done. And oh. I put over Britt Baker in that match because I thought she did a fantastic at job. At protecting Soraya. It's protecting yeah. Soraya, help her getting yeah. reacclimated to a...
0: N- nobody Nobody mentions
1: that, though. Right. No, don't don't say the, shit about that.
0: That was the best thing that Soraya did. And honestly, with what she's done since then, to put the championship on her is a terrible creative decision. She looks so fragile in the ring. She doesn't move around well. I don't think she's really... I, I she, she, can, she can go, but I don't think she's built to be a world champion, and a face of that division, because as a champion, you're going to have to wrestle more than what she was doing uh, previously without the championship, That's true. and I, I just feel like Sheeta just got the belt, did nothing with it, and you're booking this match to give Saray a feel-good moment, when Sheeta should be the one you should be building up. She just won the fucking thing, and she's done nothing with it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. So... Well, I, I agree t- to an extent. So when when they took the title off of Jamie Hader, um, it was understandable because Hader needed to take a break. She mm-hmm. needed she was she was hurt, yeah. You know, so they put it on Tony Storm. Okay, um, Tony Storm's run, you know, just like everyone else is in the women's division, lackluster. Okay, um, but then they put the title on Sheeta. So we thought this was gonna be you know Sheeta's next go around at the title to see how she could do with it. But then just to drop it to Paige, uh, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry, Soraya, I'm okay. so sorry, I'm so sorry, Soraya. And the part I don't understand is why couldn't Tony Storm just hold on to the title herself and have Tony Storm drop it to Soraya in the same exact match?
0: Because Tony Khan needed a feel good moment for Sheeta on the 200th episode of Dynamite.
1: That was a mistake. I think
0: he that books was, for feel good yes. moments. I think, and that at that mistake. point, creativity yeah. logic
1: goes out the window. I, I, I think that right there was the mistake. Um, we must say, well, why not just put it on Soraya at that show? Because he wanted to have her hometown pop in, yes. in England. Understandable. Now, do I have a problem with Soraya being champion? No, I will tell you why. To be honest, they're not doing much of anything with that title right now. It's not like they broke Jade's you know big streak just to give a pop. It, they're not doing anything with the title right now. And until they are, I think this moment was for Soraya was fucking awesome, man. I think she deserves it for everything that she has been through in her career. We might not see or understand the, the logic and creative, and creative behind it, but think about everything that she's been through. We've all seen it, it's all well documented. I'm not gonna get into it. And to have that moment in her hometown, in front of her family, must have meant the world yes. to her. That
0: that I mean that that I mean, now you're just dipping into like real life human beings. Yeah shit. And, like I get that. But
1: but only but I say that because they weren't doing anything else with the title. Yeah. So so for the moment that can bring one of your stars versus yeah, creatively it makes no sense, but what else are we doing with the title?
0: Now I will I will say this. I hope that her getting the championship and, and this is the problem that I have with a lot of this thing, that, that the follow up means more than anything. The moment happened. Yeah. What does AEW, what does Tony Khan to do to follow this up? Now We think we have a theory. We, we think we have a theory, and, and I hope the theory is correct. Right. Mercedes was in the attendance of the 82,000 that was there. She was shown multiple times on TV. Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha Banks from WWE, the, to me, the greatest female professional wrestler right now, uh, injured. Okay, She was shown on camera for a reason. Yes, Tony Khan's not going to put her on camera multiple times, multiple times without a reason, without having her come in. Because I mean, she's there as a guest, whatever. But she's been shown multiple times. I do feel like, and you brought this up last night after the show was over when we were at the bar. You know who injured Soraya? Who in- not? But not on purpose. Not on purpose. But, but who injured Soraya? F- the fans know. The fans know it was Sasha Mercedes right. that injured right. Paige uh, Soraya. So, did she win the championship because Tony Khan has a plan for Mercedes and Soraya, for Mercedes to take the title off of Soraya, and Mercedes to lead that division? Now, is Mercedes gonna come in and do that and lead the division as a full-time talent? Or is she gonna be one of these sporadic, hey, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna have these mega matches, I'm gonna have one with Soraya, go away. Have one with Britt, go away. Have one with Tony, have one with Jamie, go away. You know, what's the best role for Sasha or Mercedes? And is this the reason why they gave the title to Soraya last night?
1: It's it's an, inter- it's, it's an interesting fantasy booking scenario. Yeah. It really is. And the fan in me wants to say, well, yes, now that Soraya has this title and she's enjoying her moment, you know, it's out there with her mom. By the way, Soraya's mom, if you guys don't know, is a fucking killer, dude. Yeah. So to see her get amped up and get pissed off and get involved, like, oh my god, they she are was all the,
0: She was either the scariest woman in that uh, the whole. Uh, and
1: everybody in that ring, and everyone in that ring, Soraya's mom is a fucking beast, dude. You do not want to mess with her mom. Go look it up. All yeah. right, she is she is fucking great. Yep. Now, having Soraya have that moment, winning her title in front of her family, enjoying her reign. As a fantasy book, or how awesome would it be to have Mercedes pop in and just okay? I want to make sure I get this clear. Simulate because it was a it was a it was a spot from behind, right? As Soraya celebrating, simulate the same kind of spot that got her injured. You know, don't do the same exact spot. You know, we don't want to hurt anyone. Run in, simulate the same spot, and stand over her like bitch. I'm coming for your title now. You know what I'm saying? I tried to come for your career. You somehow came back. Now I'm coming for your title. Yep. Play with it. Have some fun with it. You know what I'm saying? As far as my understanding is, and I saw Soraya on the post show, um, Scrum, mm-hmm. she has no problem with Mercedes as a person, and they're still cool. And I'm sure she would love to work I with it. I
0: think one of the first the first people that she texted when she got to AEW or got cleared to
1: wrestle was, was Mercedes. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. They're well, very sure good friends, yeah. So it's a built-in—it would bring instant heat to the women's division right there. Yes. And the right kind but, of heat this time.
0: Yes, it's the follow-up. Though. Yes. Like, what's the best usage of Mercedes now? Like, <laughs> does she want to be here, number that's, one, that's, with that's the, the drama? That's the question. That is the question. Uh, is Tony Khan going to want her on TV every week? I don't, I don't know. Is her, is her role best for, to come in and be like one of these New Japan guys that Tony Khan rents every month or one of these luchadors that he rents every month to come on and have major matches if, with? You know, maybe yeah. that, maybe maybe that's all he wants out of the women's division. Maybe he wants look, to bring in big if names if and have s- big matches. Yeah. No story. Yeah. No sweat true. off his back.
1: If I'm TK, I want Mercedes in any capacity that she's willing to yes. do. If she wants a long term contract, I'll give her a long term contract. Yes. If she only wants to come in part time and move around, I think I think Mercedes is doing fantastic at popping up at, you know, the shows that she wants. It'd be awesome if she came in, came in, did a few weeks with Soraya, left popped over in Impact, had a few spots with her, you know, BFF over there, Mm -hmm. you know, Trinity, that'd be great. Pop back up and say hello to, you know, to, 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 um, was it Kyrie Singh? Yep. Yep. Again, I mean, have some fun with it. She's been held down in WWE creatively for so long. It feels like she's really enjoying herself to be able to do what she wants. Yes. And to be held down for another long-term deal, I could understand if she didn't want to go through that. Yeah. I can understand if she's chosen to do a long-term deal. Maybe she's ready to get back into that long-term deal. Who knows? So if she's willing to... If she wants to pop around, I'll take her whatever capacity she's willing to give me. Well, PW
0: Insider and Mike Johnson reporting that backstage those that saw her at the show, she's wearing a heavy walking boot and that when she was shot specifically in the crowd, they did everything not to show that. Yeah. So, And the internal belief is that once she's medically cleared, she will be coming in for appearances with AEW and that if... She was not injured. She would have absolutely debuted at the TD Garden for blood and guts ah, in that, Boston. That would have been great. Yeah, that that's would that's the been, going rumor.
1: And and yes, and TK in the scrum made it abundantly clear that he is well aware that she is not cleared. She is, and that he's cleared. had
0: discussions with her. Yeah. Right? He's
1: had discussions. He's had discussions. How he knows she's not cleared exactly, I guess it's just her words, or maybe he had his doctors look at her too. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it does seem like he is in a in a very good position to get Mercedes in an AEW ring whenever she's ready and willing.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. I, I think I, I I miss her wrestling. Man. I genuinely do. Um, so that was the ladies' match. Uh, that's what I have to say about Soraya. Hopefully they follow it up with something. But who does she wrestle on uh, on uh, Sunday at All Out?
1: Like or or not wrestle because someone asked in the media scrum, and I, I forget who this was. So if someone does in the chat, you know, remind me. But I remember someone asking in the scrum. They said, "Sareya, you've only wrestled four singles matches since you started in this company. Now you're world champion. Fantastic, great. Do you plan on wrestling more now?" Yeah. It was a very very Probably good one of the way. better questions I was asked. Yes. To word the question without saying, "Hey, you don't think you deserve this. Do you haven't done shit?" You know, no, he worded it the right way. "You've only wrestled four times. You're the world champion now. Don't you think you should be in the position to wrestle more?" And she she answered it very diplomatically. She did bring up her her uh, her history with her injury and things like that. So she wanted to take it easy thing and something like that. But at the end of the question, she said, "Yes, it is her intention to wrestle more." She didn't come out and say she was going to wrestle. Well, we
0: had one match on Sunday with the ladies. right? We're gonna, we may get one. I think right now we only have one women's match booked. It's Statlander versus Ruby Soho for the TBS title. Yes. And that, I think that's that may be the only women's match that we get.
1: Yes, and I think Statlander not at, the, at somewhere at this pay-per-view is a crime.
0: Well, well, that's another story for a different day. But the ladies kidding. got nine minutes, ten minutes to sell. rate. Gets the hometown uh, pop and the hometown moment. And that's basically uh, what it is there. And Mercedes, hopefully we see more of her. Uh, One of the uh, better matches on the show to me was uh, this next one, Darby and Sting against Swerve and Christian Cage. Now, Christian Cage replaced um, A.R. Fox. Okay. Now, uh, we we all know what happened uh, with that. A.R. Fox got booted out of uh, Swerve's stable, the uh, mogul embassy, and uh, this was a coffin match. So this was uh, a no-DQ match, Texas Tornado rules, you know, all this, which was... Yeah, I, there were a lot of no DQ matches last night. It really which, was. It really you know, they the, got the Anarchy match with the with Mox and the and the Black Bull Combat Club best friends. We had the six men with the uh, House of Black. No, no rules. This was no rules. It's like a crutch. Yeah, you know, a little bit too much. But um, man, oh man, Sting. <laughs> Sting is sixty four years old, bro. Crazy, man. This man came out to "Seek and Destroy" by Metallica. I'm there, air guitar, and I'm oh, fucking singing along man. with uh, James Hetfield and the lyrics to "The Seek and Destroy." Oh. Crowd, a crowd was legitimately singing crowd along. Was
1: he, yeah, I'm looking around the you know, the grass around me, and like, God, man, they all are eating this up right now.
0: If there's one thing that Tony Khan does right, he he has no problem spending. Royalty fees for music Yeah (laughs) That's the best I wish WWE would do that But uh,
1: Not stage sets uh, uh,
0: Yeah yeah, not stage (laughs) sets But that's a different story Um, This match was fun I I enjoyed this Um, Sting Everybody's been talking about Sting potentially retiring Uh, Man what he did At 64 years old We all talk about Darby how his body's holding up? This guy's got to be fucking broken down by the time he's 30 years old. This thing is 64 years old, man. This guy's hair was frayed all over the place. Makeup fucking dripping yeah, from his face. Is after his this movie. guy went through a table last night and uh, showed everybody that he doesn't give a shit. Swerve smashed him in the back with a steel chair. He gets up. No sells the goddamn thing. I mean, this was this was fun, and uh, hopefully this closed the uh, the chapter here for um, the Swerve and Darby situation. Darby can focus now on the TBS title with Christian Cage. What do you think the overall vibe of this match, man? I thought
1: this was fun. I thought it was a very fun match. I thought it was very fun. Um, You know, it it feels like that everyone went out there and did as was expected of them, but still did a little bit more. Um, I think I think Sting was the focus of the match because he is the legend and everything else. Um, I think uh, you know, Swerve you know played a great heel. You know he always does. And he, play, he plays a great foil, you know. His, his facial expressions and yes. cells and things like that. He knows how to draw his booze when it's time to get his booze. So he, he makes the baby faces look that much better. Um, and especially working with Darby. And I don't know if you notice this, but, you know, Swerve and Darby have a pretty damn good chemistry, man.
0: Well, Swerve has a good chemistry with anybody, believe yeah. it or not. I mean, he may not like me or, or what we do, but, you know, we've always put him on a pedestal as uh, being a great in ring performer. He wrestles like a world champion. He does. He does. You know. He does. He's got the he's got the tools of a world champion. Yep. But is it is, it is it his time to be a world champion? That's the, that's the big problem, honestly. I'm, no,
1: it's not. I don't I mean the the, the time I think the, the time depends on how they're booking him and what they're doing with yes. him. Yes. And I don't think WWE put him in the position no to get himself if you if you put him in the position and to get himself over to be world champion, he'll be your world champion. Yeah. But they were never putting him in that position. I don't think they were doing him any favors here in AEW as it pertains to Tretch and Parker Boudreaux. No. You know, the the, yeah, the stable
0: the stable wasn't it. The theme you know. music's not it. The presentation's not it. I mean, there's just a level to this show right. as a fan right.
1: from a, a fan perception. Right. He doesn't have those levels yet. You know, if, if, if he's supposed to be, you know, the wrestler and they are just, you know, managers or assistants or whatever, it doesn't feel that way because they are wrestlers. Yeah. I don't expect Don Callis to get in the ring and wrestle yeah. with Kanosuke Yeah. because he's clearly a manager. Yeah. When you put two wrestlers next to a wrestler, they come off as a trio, you know. And I think the the I think those guys that they gave him was just not something that's going to make Swerve look any better. I think he deserves better. I think he is better. I think he should be treated as a world champion because if you give him the go, he'll take it and run with it. They just won't pull the trigger on him. Now, they're not burying the guy. Swerve is not buried. I think Swerve is solid you know, in what he's doing. I think if you give him more, put Swerve, put Swerve in, a, in, in a program with Kenny Omega. Let me know how that shit comes out. It's going to be a great match. They'll fucking kill it. A five-star match. That's not what he's working right now. He has not worked with anybody in the main event level just yet, you know. And we should see it because they'll kill it. So let's get him booked better.
0: He physically looks better, too. You see that he's been working on his body. He looks a lot bigger than he used to last year, especially,
1: compared to what he looked like last year. He looks fantastic, man. He's got the, he's got the gimmick. He's got the look. He's got the, got the promo. He's, he's got the charisma. Yeah. As a matter of fact, tell me something he doesn't fucking have. It's Except for- b- b- good booking. <laughs> create, like, creative creative. Yeah. That's what he doesn't have. A yeah. good He's stable. Got, he has creativity. They don't have the creative.
0: To yeah, that, yeah, get creative. I
1: mean, I mean, I mean, come on, man. He's a whipping out Prince Nana or some shit like that. Uh, I mean, I don't mind <laughs> Nana. I don't mind Prince Nana. At least that's a definite manager and not a yeah. wrestler. Yeah, Nana can do Nana stuff and that's cool. But you put him with Tretch and with fucking Parker Boudreaux and it's like this is. That yeah, was to fail. This is a failed stable.
0: It was worse than Hit Row. Anyway, this match was fun. Uh, I enjoyed this for what it was. Coffin match. Um, Cage and Darby are going to be wrestling it all out. So they had their little thing in there. And uh, there was a nice little interaction there with uh, Swerve and Sting. Sting was all over the place. Cage was about to shut the coffin door. uh, But Luchasaurus appeared from nowhere to make... um, Actually, not Cage. He was about to... He was in the coffin. And Luchasaurus came out to save uh, Christian Cage. So uh, he came from behind and... Snake eyes to Darby Allin, uh, and then this was right into the closed coffin door. Uh, Nick Wayne showed up. Did
1: you see what was painted in the coffin?
0: Yeah, Swerve's house. It says
1: Swerve's house. Yes. Oh, we, I, I, we, we pop for that one. I, I like that a lot, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Swerve's house was painted in the coffin door, uh, which is very very creepy to even watch the <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Coffin. I don't know. Um, so Nick Wayne showed up. He cracked Luchasaurus in the back with a skateboard. Um, Luchasaurus no-sold it. He then takes Nick Wayne by the ch- by the throat and chokeslams him on the skateboard, which I winced at because oh, that just looked awful. So, uh, Sting back in the ring. He took uh, Nick Wayne, by the way, Luchasaurus did, backstage, so goodbye. Sting set up Strickland on top of the coffin, and Darby tried a coffin drop off the top, and he landed insanely ridiculous... On top of the casket, which, I, I, again, I winced at. This this was the second part I winced at because Moxie was the first. This was the second. Uh, the sound that it made, even in the arena from where I was sitting, you heard it. I didn't see it. I was watching the big screen, but I, I heard it. Um, so Sting was left to go 2-on-1 against Christian and Swerve. Scorpion Deathlock on Cage. Swerve came in with the chair from behind. Sting no-sold it. Cage hit a low blow with the baseball bat. Strickland hit the Swerve stomp. Cage laid out Darby at ringside, and Swerve... Had Sting in the coffin, which had been brought into the ring. Swerve threw the bat into the coffin, which allowed Sting to keep from the coffin door closing. He put the 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 bat right out. Yeah, at, he put the bat out there, and uh, he could not close the, the coffin because of the bat. So Sting escaped. Uh, he ate a kill shot kick from Swerve, and then uh, he took way too long up top for the four fifty. He landed. It looked like he was nervous to do it on top of the closed casket, that swerve. I don't know if you saw that, but he took a hell of a lot
1: of time. I didn't I didn't notice the time that he took on it um, to be honest. But now that you say it, you know, someone who someone who comes to mind for me is uh is Peck when he does his top rope spots.
0: Yeah, I think he sells that though. I think I think he, I think it's part of his, his shtick. I don't know.
1: If it it feels like to me he wants to be absolutely yeah. positively yeah. sure that he's ready to hit his yeah. spot the yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah. very calculated. So
0: Swerve took a long time for the 450. He he missed it. He fell right into the coffin off the top rope. Darby outside fought uh, with uh, Christian uh, with the TNT title there kind of being thrown into the frame. Sting laid out stricken with a uh, death drop on top of the coffin with Swerve half in and half out of the coffin. Darby Allen did a coffin drop on top of it and slammed the door shut uh, to win this wild coffin match here. With Darby and Sting getting the win, this is now eighteen and zero, bro. Sting is uh, eighteen and zero in tag team matches.
1: Is he really? Yeah. I haven't, wow, I never even noticed it. I don't think
0: Sting's lost one match in AEW. No, not one match he's lost.
1: That's fucking incredible. It is. Yeah. It is not coming off as such.
0: I don't know. Well, I maybe mean, because he takes a lot of time in between appearances. I guess that's I true. Know.
1: And that's and that's another thing too for people saying, "Oh, you don't you want to see Jeff Jarrett on TV, but Sting is okay." Do we see Sting once in a blue moon in a ma- in a wrestling match? Yeah. Otherwise, he's out there to support Darby and to help get Darby over. I love, I love. Sting is the or- original reason we started saying things like AEW treats their legends very well. In-
0: Do you want to know one thing I heard about Sting today? A-, a lot of people, from what I gauged, whether it was fans at- in Wembley or at the meet and greet, you know, I, I asked everybody that came up and shook their hands, like, what-, "What match you excited for?" And-, and a lot of people were like, "Do you want to know why?" And by the way, if anybody from AEW is watching this, I, 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 I say what I say on the show because I'm passionate about what I do. I, I love AEW. I love WWE. I want them to be the best that they can be. So when I say something and when Jesse says something about, like, the creative not being there or the build being lackluster, you know, a lot of the fans that I gauged in the U.K. said the same exact thing. Even on the train, on the tube, you know, there was a lot of wrestling fans. You knew who the wrestling fans were. Somebody noticed my Brad Hart shirt yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you going to the show? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what'd you think of the build? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's kind of lackluster. I'm like, yeah, we all kind of feel the same way here. It was lackluster. Matches should be great, but the build is uh, not very weak. And, and that's- it, and Not ha- viewers of ours. No, they're not viewers of ours. These are nope. the people that I met on the tube. Yep. And, um, you know, it, it's crazy how people in the company don't want to hear that. But like, the voices of, of a country here going to the, sh- the same show that we're going to, they feel the same way we do. So it's like, when we say it, we mean it. We're passionate about it. And one of the things that I found was like, you know, I don't know why we're excited about this show and why 80,000 people showing up. How many times have we seen Sting wrestle in the United Kingdom? This is the first time I'm seeing Sting wrestle in the United Kingdom, says was, a bunch of people at the meet and greet. This is the first so time I'm happy. seeing Sting. Why, why are you going to, I'm, to see Sting live? They were so happy. It's
1: crazy. It's incredible, man. I mean, it's, it, it it gives these it gives these fans over here in the UK something they have never gotten before. They are They were so excited to see it. And you know you know Sting is aware of it. Yeah. He was out there to give his best. I mean, to give his what sixty three year old best. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all he can do. And that's that's just exactly what he did.
0: Yeah. So. yeah it was exciting. Uh this was a very good match. Um looking forward to Darby and uh I don't even know who the... Christian's the TNT champion, so he'll probably end up wrestling the match. It's Luchasaurus next Sunday, but... Wasn't that match for the TNT title? Yeah. That's I, no, fucking. no, it was a non-title match. A non-title? Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. not stupid. He's, ah. But Christian, Christian's fucking great at what It's uh, so I love good. Um, Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. I know oh. you had a lot to say about this match. I had a lot to say about this match coming on in. And um, a lot of people also, uh, the feeling that we got, even back home, and then felt it even more so here. A lot of people were kind of disappointed with Will Osprey, but uh, the thing is, you know, I don't think they were disappointed with Will Osprey. They were disappointed in the match with Jericho. But the thing is, you know, to see Will Osprey in his home country—that's what meant more to people than the match with Jericho. Yes, that's the vibe that I got being there and watching this match. It only then, Jesse, at that point, you know, ended up being a great match. It did, and we ended. And we said it on Wednesday when we were live for Dynamite. We're gonna end up beating our shit. Because I, Jericho yeah. was like, you know, all right, you you want to doubt me? You want to doubt me? Come and watch me, and I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And that's exactly what he did because,
1: you know, the match was great and it was probably it one was of the great. better matches of the entire night. I, I came on this show. I, look, I, I'm here to eat my words. Yeah. I came on this show, and I said that there's just no way Chris Jericho can give us the level of performance that Will Ospreay can give us and make it, you know, a good match. Chris Jericho's not a bum. He'll hold his own, but it feels like he's going to be – pulling osprey back to have him slow down to keep up with his pace. Yeah. None I, of that happened. I was fucking wrong. I was wrong. I want to apologize to Chris Jericho publicly. I was fucking wrong. Everybody was wrong. He he killed it. He fucking killed Everybody it. Everybody was wrong. I was I was fucking wrong. I was amazed. I was wrong. I have no other words. I apologize. Now, I was wrong.
0: For, for people to criticize the build of the match. That they can criticize the oh, build. The, 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 build, build the, the build the build sucked. The build But again, like like everything else on this show. Did it matter to these people by the time the show ended? No, no it, they got no. to see their boy. You know, they got to see Will Ospreay, uh, and uh, him and Chris Jericho killed it. Now, this was a good match. The only part of the match that uh, that was really a downer was, uh, I think they, there was a spot where they kind of banged heads off an Ozcutter. I don't know if you've seen that. There no. was a, it, was, it was a little minor botch. But other than that, I thought this was a very good match. I would say this was Jericho's best match in AEW since the match he had with Eddie Kingston at Revolution a couple of years ago.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would okay. say that. I could, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I, I thought
0: that was a great match with Eddie, and this was probably his best match since then. But uh, his, his entrance—I mean, his entrance was phenomenal, man. It's the first time I heard uh, it performed live uh, with Fozzy. I never seen Fozzy
1: live. How was how awesome was it for Fozzy to even even for you know two minutes? Yeah. to perform.
0: They didn't perform the whole song. They performed just yeah. up to the first chorus.
1: Yeah, in front of. 80,000 fucking people, man It was legitimately
0: a two-minute rock concert You got the taste of what uh, it could feel With that type of energy there It's the first time I've seen uh, Rich Ward with Fozzy I've seen Rich Ward perform uh, live I believe it was with uh, Adrenaline Mob His former band Uh, I'm a big fan of Russell Allen from Symphony X But um, great guitar player Man, Jericho didn't even need to have a microphone last night They had 80,000 fucking people singing every lyric to that song
1: I want it more. I mean so did I. I'm not a fucking rock fan. I actually
0: got I actually got a little watery eye. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I got watery eyed just watching that because it was
1: just a fucking great moment. No, I'm not a crab baby bitch. So I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I, I I want it more. I don't listen to Fozzie. I don't, you know, I, but the vibe you know the group, Like I said, I don't listen to rock, but I know fucking good music when I hear it. Yeah, and I, I it's can, a great song. I can groove to fucking Jericho's fucking music, man. i mean, how, and how, how boss ambience, is that by the way. Singing your own theme music to, to your own match, you know? It's like it's fucking, fucking crazy. Great, man. Watching the crowd fucking go berserk over this shit and yeah. the lighting and everything. It was it was. I was I was digging it, man. Yeah. I was digging it.
0: Yeah, this was uh, this was a fun wrestling match, man. Uh, and at the end of the match, it ended up being clean, no interference. It was straight up one on one. Osprey. Shook off Jericho kind of early. Hit a sky twister press to the outside. Jericho, um, he got uh, hit with that on the outside. Back inside, Osprey hit a uh, a big move. They both traded chops, big boots. They led to a double down. Osprey was sent into the apron, and Jericho hit a big springboard drop kick, baseball slide to the outside. Jericho then took Osprey, folded him up with a German suplex, and uh, Jericho then targeted his upper back, and then a shooting star press put Osprey back in control here over Jericho. That didn't last uh, long enough because uh, it was a top rope hurricanrana from Jericho. Uh, He got knees up on a lion salt by Jericho, and then he draped Jericho over the top rope and hit a big shooting star uh, splash, which looked great live. Crowd really popped for that. Uh, They counted each other's finishers. Jericho hit a breaker to the back, and then uh, he was looking for an oz cutter. So... Uh, we got a code breaker off of veneer Fall. I think Jericho wanted to do uh, Osprey 's finishing move, but Osprey answered with a big kick, and then he delivers an Oscutter of his own for a two count. So Jericho then uh, countered a stormbreaker into a flipping rana and then back into the walls of Jericho, which looked great live as well. So Osprey got free. Jericho took the Spanish fly. i don 't know if you remember that. He took yeah. this, I thought that was going to be a, a spot where that was going to be incredibly I, difficult. I, I but Jericho's, Jericho's bulky,
1: yeah, he
0: 's not small. So for Osprey to get him over, man, look clean as shit.
1: I for for the things that I said about Jericho yeah. in the weeks leading up to this, every big spot that we get, I was looking at it like, oh, this could be this could be it. Yep. This could be the bet this could be it. It, it. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong.
0: Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people were wrong, like I said before. Spanish Fly, Osprey wanted the hidden blade. He ran into a code breaker. Oscutter from Jericho, who nearly landed on his own head in that uh in that sequence. So Osprey kicked out. He then gets up, no-sells a, a, a big move into a forearm exchange. Uh, Aubrey Edwards is there. Uh, Jericho hit a big kick. Uh, he, he hit the kick, and Aubrey was unaware. Uh, a Judas Effect came after that, two count. Ospreay floated up, hit a big power bomb. Both guys went for big shots to end the match. Osprey ended up hitting a hidden blade, stormbreaker. Jericho kicked out. And then uh, Jericho then flipped Osprey off, dared, dared him to hit him again. Osprey charged for another hidden blade and a Stormbreaker, and that was basically it. So he got him up in those Stormbreakers, and it was actually, they were all perfectly executed, and that's not an easy move to do. No. And Jericho took them brilliantly. He, he landed he landed so good on those Stormbreakers, and, and Osprey, man, he, he, it's kind of scary how strong he is. He's a, he's a, he's a jacked-up guy. He, he got Jericho up pretty easily and hit those Stormbreakers, and that was it. Crowd went crazy. Everybody loved it. What are you going to be eating for dinner today? Uh, I'm having a flat iron steak at Hawkmore. I'm
1: eating my words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, yeah. The man, yeah. The, he he tweeted himself before he said don't ever, you know. He, re, he quote tweeted you today. Did he? Yeah. I didn't even see it. He said, yeah, yeah I told you so. He left a thumbs up. Hey, uh, I was wrong. Never again, bruh. Never again. Mm-hmm. I will shut my goddamn mouth. Until he and, and wait until Jericho decides to, you know, stink up a joint because he yeah. has never done that. So yeah. my bad, my bad. Uh,
0: <laughs> we got t- two more matches here, man, to talk about. Well, the, the six man and then the main event. We got the six man. I'm not going to spend too much time on because honestly, this was the worst match in the entire show. To me, this this was uh, the crowd was. I don't know, man, how you felt about the crowd, especially during this match. I I, I said it to a couple people in my section. 80,000 people were, That that this match was pretty dead for 80,000 fucking people. I don't think I've heard that many people so silent before. Outside of the entrances, by the way, which, you know, House of Black kind of paid homage to Bray with the lantern. Yeah. And then uh, Max Castor rapping and everybody popped for his rapping. But after that, crowd was very dead for this match. We
1: were getting tired. Yeah. We were starting to get tired. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, we've been drinking all day. And I personally know, personally know that, all eighty thousand of these fans were out at all these damn bars around Wembley because we couldn't get into any of them. Yeah, and so and 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 they given up, they gave us a lot to fucking cheer and boo for and stand up and sing songs and dance. We started to get tired. Man. Yeah, and it's it's gonna and it's, and it's called the come down spot. And I think that they unfortunately landed in it because we have to save a little bit for the main event.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this match uh, did absolutely nothing for me. I don't know why he didn't save this for All Out next weekend, but he wanted it on this show. Uh, I would have absolutely booked Malachi and Andrade for this show. Hopefully we get Malachi and Andrade next week uh, for All Out. But uh, the team of Billy Gunn and the Acclaim, bro, win the AEW Trio Championships. And this is, I said this on Twitter, this was the second of the questionable booking decisions by Tony Contenat. First one being Soraya, in my opinion. You gave your point on Soraya, why she... Uh, Should have won it because it was important to her, but this one, this one I didn't understand. I thought this was a terrible move.
1: I, I enjoyed um, the match at the end of the, at the end of the match. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big fan of the acclaimed. Yes. Met Max Caster. Fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, we right? yeah we love the acclaimed. I mean, love the everybody loved the fucking yeah, acclaim. Really, it's yeah, it's legit. Um, this. Opinion has nothing to do with the acclaim. No, it's just the fact that House of Black were on such a fucking major run and becoming a bigger and bigger entity as a group. As, you know, as every week went on, I think those trios titles was a major part of it. I mean, I would have, I would have loved to see them stay strong for much longer, especially since the trios titles haven't necessarily been treated as good as they should have been. Yeah. House of Black was killing it. Let them keep going with it. I mean, it's the, the, the acclaim winning, it, it's fine. It, it's fine, I mean, it's not about who got them. The issue is House of Black should have stayed strong in this one and should have continued to be champion. That's just personal opinion. That's this guy's personal opinion. We wanted to see the House of Black continue to be strong champions. It feels like they passed off the titles just to give Billy Gunn a moment. Yeah, again
0: another moment, yeah.
1: Yeah, I another mean, moment
0: in front of 80,000 people.
1: And remember like I said with Soraya, I don't mind them giving, you know, her the title because they weren't doing anything with the women's title. Yeah. They're doing something with these trios titles right now. Well,
0: I mean after this after this
1: match and having the title switch hands
0: to acclaimed and Billy Gunn, I don't think they really give a shit about the trio championship. I just feel like now they're worthless.
1: I mean, it's, it just feels like they're so unimportant. But here's the thing. So what are we gonna get Billy Gunn wrestling every other week now? I mean, that's that's not what we. That's not what we signed up. That's for. That's not what we want, man. We we love Billy Gunn and the role that he plays. You know, as the as the mentor role. By the way, I was really expecting him to turn heel, and go join his sons. But nonetheless, we didn't get it. Whatever.
0: Which would have been a better booking. Decision.
1: It, it to us. Yes. It would have been a better booking decision. So, what do we get now? Billy Gunn wrestling on a, on, a, on a weekly basis? That, that's, I don't think that's-
0: Well, there is some good that could come out of this, and I said this about uh, Soraya winning the championship. It's all in the follow-up. The House of Black are way too good. Everybody knows they're way too good to be in the current position that they're in. So, does Dar- I'm just I'm just thinking out loud now. Does Darby beat Christian on Sunday, win the TNT title? Does Malachi target Darby for the TNT title? I'd love to see him in a singles role. I, I think he's good enough for a singles championship, and I think that would be a great match. Do no. we move Brody and Buddy? into the tag team ranks and get them in the tag team title division. Oh, fuck yeah. Maybe FTR versus Brody fuck, and no, Buddy, sign take, me up. Take my money. I mean, <laughs> th- th- so yeah. this 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 could potentially get them out of the trio's hellhole and move Malachi to a singles capacity, get him in a little bit more of a prominent role, and then move Buddy and, and Brody to be a tag team. And then the
1: House of Black could still be House of Black, but they're doing their own thing. I want to see Julia escort Malachi out yes. for his matches. Yes. I want to see Julia yes. escort the other guys yes. out for their matches. You know, I mean, absolutely, fucking man. Take my money yeah. all day long.
0: Man. I mean, it's all in the follow-up. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, I wasn't really crazy about the acclaimed a- and Billy Gunn winning the trios championships. It's just, you know, moment, moment, moment. And Tony Khan doesn't really give a shit about uh, creative logic. MJF and Adam Cole, man. The main event, everybody was excited for it. Adam Cole got a huge pop with the crowd, 82,000. MJF came out on a throne. He came out as uh, the devil and he did his thing and everybody's eating these two guys in their entrances up excellent feel did you everybody the, was ready for it
1: did you hear the crowd like humming along the MJS
0: yes. music they were uh, they were humming they were humming along to his his entrance theme in my section as well
1: oh did, did that uh, chat let me know if that came across on TV did you guys hear the crowd cuz we could hear like just just mm! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know how it came off on TV, but it seemed like everyone was. I've never heard that before. L- listen, I don't know if you felt it, but when when the boom
0: part of Adam Cole's boom and everybody, does oh boom, man, it, it was legitimate. <laughs> it was a boom. I, I'm telling you, you guys heard a vibration from eighty thousand yep. people doing it in, in in tandem. Man, it was fucking beautiful.
1: I missed. I think a missed opportunity. It wasn't like it's killed anything. I think this would have been an awesome touch. Yeah, to get some great timing down. Mm-hmm. And get some pyro going right when Adam Cole goes boom. yeah, that would have been an awesome little touch.
0: yeah, this was um this was a great main event. I'm not gonna lie. I actually preferred their match on Dynamite, the 30 minute uh, time limit draw. I, I thought that was the better wrestling match of the two i'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say this was a, a bad match. This was an excellent match. Mm. I just preferred the the straight up you know hold for hold wrestling match that that match on dynamite was that's that's, that's more of the adam cole yeah, match that i've yeah, come that, to
1: love and yeah. and we all know mjf is a great pro wrestler yeah that that one on dynamite that was a wrestling match yes this, this, was, was, a, this was more story. sports entertainment yes yes this was definitely a, more about the story being told yes i mean from the beginning of it all the way through that i mean from the putting on the t-shirts at the beginning you know ripping them off and everything it was all about the story the first one was about the wrestling
0: yeah So the bell rang. They both put on their T-shirts, better than you, baby. So they were uh, bro-chachos as the uh, (laughs) match started. And then uh, they did not become uh, bro-chachos by the time the middle of this thing happened. That didn't fucking last long. No. So um, MJF started a chant of sportsmanship (laughs) with the crowd.
1: Is that what he was saying? Yeah,
0: he was was chanting sportsmanship. He then poked Cole in the eyes (laughs) and then then (laughs) smiled. That
1: was great.
0: Whatever, man. (laughs) So a fan fan was held, there was a lot of signs in my section. One guy, I don't know where he was, he might have been in my section because I couldn't see over half of the fucking signs that were there. Uh, A sign that uh, said, he's my scumbag. Yeah. So uh, that was clearly shown on on camera. MJF offered to uh, shake Cole's hands, who was sitting in the corner checking his eyesight after the thumb to the eye. He's like, "Uh, that's on me, friend. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. MJF said. Uh, Cole then slapped him and got angry, started to have those little heel tendencies come out a little bit. Uh, Inzaguri, shoulder breaker on MJF He goes for cover, he gets a two count So Cole pulled the referee into MJF's way uh, A moment later Another heel tactic uh, uh, Yeah, another heel tactic MJF asked what he was doing Like, why are you pulling the referee in, in, in the way? Like, that's not, that's not uh, what bro chachos do <laughs> Cole went back on the attack He yanked MJF by his trunks into the corner Another heel move He settled into a headlock Yanked MJF's hair Another heel move And MJF tried to escape So Cole fought or caught MJF with a uh, big super kick. MJF was running the ropes. Cole said, we may be friends, but I'm better than you. So MJF then landed a dive through the ropes at ringside. He was shocked uh, at uh, how good it came off. You know, he does, he does his, his shtick good. He doesn't do that type of shit, but when he does it, he does it great. Yeah. MJF was uh, looking stunned. He, they pulled off the move. MJF threw Cole back into the ring. scored a two count off of it. He kind of soaked up the, uh, the moment before getting back to what he needed to do. Cole reversed MJF into a corner, but MJF kicked Cole's arms off the ropes, sunset flip. They went back and forth with one counts over and over, like back and forth, teeter, uh, teetering back and forth in some pinning predicaments. Cole went for a leapfrog. MJF caught him and power bombed him. He lost his grip, um, so that was the one slight botch in the match, but they corrected themselves nicely. Both men down. They were slow to get up. They fought at ringside, and Cole delivered a brain suplex on MJF. Which, MJF shoulder, I don't know if you're watching on the big screen, landed on the steel steps, man. He came up bleeding on the uh, brain buster on the steel steps. Dude. I thought it was done.
1: I thought that was a really fucking dangerous that was, spot. That was
0: an awful looking spot. Uh, man. I'm oh. like, I thought, I thought he may have t- torn something or fucking tore his shoulder off. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. So he came up bleeding on that. Looked bad.
1: Thank uh, God we didn't get spots like that to buy it. No.
0: I mean, that's, what, I mean, that's why, that's why, that's why the did. match went so short. Yeah. MJF stayed uh, face down for a while. I thought this was gonna be a count out. I'm like, what is Adam Cole doing? Like, He's what like, are you doing, dude? Get him in the ring. <laughs> what
1: the fuck are you doing? You can't Just win like that.
0: Standing there <laughs> waiting for a 10 count. I'm like, you ain't winning the title on the count, huh? <laughs> So, uh, MJF gets back at literally a 9.999. He gets back into the ring. He leapt into the ring. He stayed down when he got in the ring. Cole made no effort to uh, prevent the countout, no. uh, which Jesse and I said wouldn't, wouldn't have given him the title. MJF took control, set up Cole on the announce desk for a tombstone, but MJF couldn't do it. So MJF, thinking, like, this is my best friend, I'm not going to tombstone him on the table. Yeah. So Cole had no problem tombstoning MJF. That's exactly what he did. Table did not break, and he tombstoned MJF on the announce table. So um, back in the ring, Cole landed a big pump kick. MJF started coming back with a big rolling elbow. Cole hit a Canadian destroyer. MJF collapsed. Uh, Both guys were down to get up. They both stood, ran the ropes, they ducked each other, they both called for a double clothesline, and they both double clotheslined each other, and, and, and both guys were down. So the crowd actually uh, got up on their feet and, you know, cheered that one. That was a great spot. Yeah. So the referee uh, counted both guys down after the double clothesline because they both landed on each other. Um, one, two, three, and the bell rings. Everybody in my section like what, 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 what Fucking shock. Everybody was booing.
1: Like, what the fuck just happened?
0: Justin Roberts said, The match is ending in a draw. Fans booed. So, Cole yanked the microphone away from Justin Roberts. No freaking way. MJF, five more minutes. Crowd broke out in yes chants. And uh, MJF said, No. And then he says, Five minutes isn't enough, Adam. And then... And then he yells, we're going to fucking have we're we're going until we have a fucking winner in Wembley.
1: Oh, oh, that pop. Proud (laughs) guy. Fucking
0: unbelievably excited. Oh, yeah. So, we're starting to head towards the end of this thing, they're going at it, and it's starting to really get, uh, intense. MJF's neck gave out as he tried a German suplex. Colden succeeded with some Germans onto the ring apron, which looked nasty. Surprised MJF took that bump. Uh, fell onto the floor. Cole then hit MJF with a Panama Sunrise on the floor, which looked terrible. Uh, He dragged MJF back into the ring. Terrible in a good way because it looked devastating. Uh, Fans tranted, holy shit. Cole scores a two count. He set up for another Panama Sunrise. MJF yanked the ref into uh, position again, but Cole gave the Panama Sunrise to Bryce Rensburg. And the referee now was out completely. So uh, MJF reached into his trunks. He pulled out the dynamite diamond ring. He was about to cheat because the referee wasn't there.
1: He. Before we go any further, I, I, it felt like that moment, at least around in the section I was, it felt like a, oh shit, it's about to go down now moment. When, yeah. when the ref goes down, it's always that, oh shit, here we go. And, and it, it was like a, oh. Yeah, I, I
0: legitimately felt a sense of yeah. uh, of like, all right, MJF's fucked here.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something. Yeah, this yeah, is, I, man. I thought, thought he was, I,
0: at that point, I, I felt genuinely he was about to lose the title. Yeah. So uh, he pulled out the dynamite diamond ring, and he stood. And again, he seemed torn on what to do. He took off the ring, put it back in his trunks. So obviously, friendship—the story is friendship means more to MJF than you know, winning the match here with uh, with Adam Cole.
1: Bro, when this when this storyline all started, it felt like it felt like this was we're just waiting for MJF to be the prick that we know he is. Yeah, from that's when it began to right now. Now, I genuinely feel like MJF is actually having this internal debate on how to be a good friend. Yeah. Because he's so used to putting his defense mechanisms up and everything. Yeah. Before, when it just started, like, oh, he's just playing the game. He's just waiting the fucking yeah. turn. Now it feels like this guy is actually, actually becoming a better human being. I don't want to
0: say the friendship is, uh, it, it means more to him than the world title. The world title means more to him than anything. But right. But he wants to win the match. The way a friend would do. And yeah. That's by, by fair
1: and square. Yeah. You know? Like he doesn't want to be a dick about no. winning it. You know, that's, that's, I never felt that till now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've never seen that from men. And that's the, that's the best part of the story. Like, yeah. he's, he's put his guard down. Yep. Is MJF going to, you know, be someone who is fucked over? Or is he going to be proved like, hey, I, I'm a good guy? Like,
1: I, I've, my, my hard work of being a good guy is paid off. Like, think, this think, guy loves me. Think about to where we've gotten now. A little while ago it was you know just unforeseeable to see Adam uh, uh, to see MJF lose that title. Yeah. But now the way this story has developed now if they fuck over MJF enough with an Adam Cole heel turn and screw him out of that title it would actually make sense. It would make MJF a legitimate huge babyface.
0: Yeah. Genuine
1: genuine babyface.
0: The biggest he may be the biggest baby face in the company if it happens.
1: It, I think that would make if this is where they were going. I mean, this part of creative that they're doing, bravo. How do you turn MJF into a baby face? Well, you just accomplished it. You know, everybody asked that uh, a year ago. You go back a year ago, like I could, I could, I, I, I could tell you, I could tell you, I
0: said it on social media. I'm like MJF cannot turn baby face. Yeah, but you know, I think he probably be the first to tell you. I'm like, you know, Rock was. Uh, Never a true babyface. Rock was always rocks. Don't call was always don't call. Like, they did what they did, and the fans appreciate it. I think that's what he's trying to— I think that's where he's really drawing his man influence. And like you said before, I think he wants to be himself. This is how we're going to— And we, we know how he is. We, we're trying to get him back there. He's a dick. And, and it's going to be with the fans on his side. Yeah. You know? You know, because the Ric Flair babyface, it's, it's been done how many times? Yeah. Like, he, like, everybody's like, oh, he's the next Ric Flair. Next, like, no, MJF is the next MJF. MJF yes. doesn't need to be the next Ric Flair, the next Stone Cold, the next Rock. He's the first MJF. Yes. So uh, I, th- I think that's great, and, and the story is going to get him there. Yep. But after the Dynamite Diamond ring, we get we get uh, Roddy coming out. Roddy Strong showed up. He low-kicked MJF right between the balls. Uh, gave him a low blow. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Cole gave MJF another Panama Sunrise. He lowered his knee, uh, knee pad, pad to yeah. lower the boom, and he made the cover. Referee was still down. A crowd in Wembley was chanting a 20. Uh, MJF... Kicked out at a slow two count by Bryce Remsburg. The he gave slowest. the old Earl Hebner two count. Oh, a slow my two. God. When he used to get
1: beat up. He did one and he yeah. faint. Yeah. Wake back that's, up and do two and, and faint Earl again. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we got Roderick Strong sliding the AW title belt into the ring. He told Cole to use it. Do it, Adam. Do it. Cole took off his shirt. The Better Than You baby shirt. Threw it to the side. Picked up the belt. Stood behind MJF. He seemed conflicted on what to do. He threw the belt outside. Roddy left like uh. He was all pissed. He's like, oh, fuck this guy. He, he left like uh, he got dumped. Yeah. Uh, MJF all of a sudden uh, gets a small package on Adam Cole and wins the title. Because of the conflicted of the- Adam Cole watching Roddy walk out, MJF reaps the benefits. If- but uh, MJF
1: didn't do anything wrong. Nope. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do it. If he would have pulled the trigger, he'd be champion right now. Yep. He couldn't do it. I, th- I do it. I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to go ahead and turn him, and, and I thought that was it. But he, had, he was self conflicted again and, and mm-hmm. it cost him. So, yep. Fantastic story.
0: There were a lot of teasers through this thing. Cole worked, I think, mostly a heel match. MJF worked a babyface uh, with uh, some conflicts of dipping in and out of uh, his uh, babyface he- character and him being a prick. But um, at the end of the match, Cole was crying, sitting in the corner crying. He couldn't believe what happened. Uh, and MJF was like going over to console him, and, and Adam Cole pushed him away. Didn't want anything to do with him. So MJF goes to the outside, gets the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. He's like, you still got these, buddy. And he's showing Adam Cole the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. He's like, uh, you never. And then Adam Cole throws the titles out of the ring. Uh, throws the titles out of the ring. And then MJF gets into old MJF. So you never fucking cared about me. You know, uh, and you were never my friend. He threw the AW title belt at Adam Cole. Hey, you want it? It's more it? important to you than me? Throws the belt at him. Take it. Cole picked up the belt. MJF stood with his back, turned, hit me. He wanted Adam Cole to hit him. Uh, Cole dropped the belt. MJF turned around and saw Cole staring at the belt and staring down. Roddy was out there even egging Cole on. Do it, do do it, it. do it. So at the end of all this, they ended up hugging, and the show was uh, going off the air. Pyro went off in Wembley. It was a great feeling, great sight. Best friends still bro-chachos, man. We're not ending the storyline yet. Tony Khan knows where his money's at, and that's why he's not ending the storyline
1: yet. This was this was fantastic stuff, man. Yeah. I think something I can appreciate here that I don't know if anyone noticed. One of my complaints about this match is they got two baby face going into it with each other.
0: Well, that's a good Call is. He worked the heel.
1: And then came out of the match, being right back in the same place he was. Yeah. He he went in as a baby face, turned heel for the match, and came right back to baby face at the very end of it. Mm-hmm. That's a performance, man. That's good stuff.
0: Everybody left very happy with that main event. I don't don't think anybody really was disappointed with what happened there. The story's great. It's the best thing AEW's got right now. You got two world-class athletes there uh, wrestling for the World Championship. I don't know where they're going to All Out now. I mean, Wednesday's going to be a big show. Wednesday's going to set up what's going to happen at All Out.
1: Wednesday has to give us the whole card.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) MJF clearly is defending the World Championship. I mean, it would be stupid not to have him on the show, but how do we get there? Is it against Cole? Is it a tag team match of some sort? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but um, all in. A lot of people criticized it. You and I criticized that the build, the lack of build, the lack of story. Tony Khan waiting two, three weeks. Right?
1: Let me pause you for a sec. I just thought about this. Do we need MJF have to defend the title at all out. He is a tag team champion. They can progress this story to the next pay per view by just having them defend the ROH. As long fights. as they're there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they could. They could. If it's they don't, if they don't, like, I agree with. You. They don't have a championship match. Don't force one. Don't force one. Yeah. Make it, a, make it, put it them in the main event as the ROH tag team champions. Yeah. It, they can lose them and break up then or whatever the fuck they plan on doing for the storyline. Yeah. But that's a reason to have Adam Cole and MJF on the show because you need them on a pay per view yeah. without defending the world title and forcing a situation that's not there. Yeah.
0: And uh, All In. I was about to mention All In before. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna get to all the super chats because we are. We are actually on a limited time here, guys. Uh, you guys have blown me away with the super chats. I mean, we got, uh, we got. We- almost-
1: Five hundred fifty dollars in super chat. I think we get the green light to go ahead and do your yeah? super chats, bro. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, the pay per view. Uh, a lot of criticism. At the end of it, Tony Khan. Uh, I said this on social media, and I'll probably say this to him if I ever have the opportunity to actually shake his hand. He's missed a pay per view. Yeah. He he has missed a pay per view. I don't think this one show. No matter how many how many fans are crying about build and story and lack of this and lack of that. You know, he always ends up being right in the end because at the end of the show, everybody leaves happy and everybody's like, this was the best show that Tony Khan put on all year. It's the same thing. I mean, was this the best AEW show of the year? I would probably
1: go out there and say yes. It has to be. I I thought it was better than Forbidden Door. It has to be. I mean, the the crowd alone made it as such. With the crowd and the ambiance we had on this night... The only thing that would have not made it the best pay-per-view that they've ever done yeah. is if they would have stunk up the joint. Yeah. And they did not.
0: Which, I mean, they don't have the they roster. Never, to do. They never do. They don't have the roster to do They that.
1: can't. They, so add in what they always do as far as performance with that ambiance of 80,000 people, this is easily.
0: Yeah. Easily. I thought this was the best AEW show of the year. And um, the London I,
1: fans, too. Geez. I mean,
0: you got the best crowd of the year. You got, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the best crowd all, all, all year in pro wrestling. I mean, Puerto Rico is pretty... Was pretty hot for Puerto Rico was for, fucking for back. hot. Man. I mean, I, that's gonna be tough. That was that was a hot you know? crowd. And um a lot of people were like, What what's better? All in a WrestleMania? I mean
1: I'm be honest, I, before before even
0: not I'm, when a WrestleMania was pretty epic.
1: But I'll be honest, I don't remember the overall feeling of WrestleMania when it was done. Yeah. I don't remember I had to go back and watch it now to
0: then compare the two. Well, you were here, so I mean I think you're more partial to this than being there because you weren't there. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. So we we felt that crowd, but uh I mean, he's gonna do it. I mean, this motherfucker's gonna do it. He's gonna have All Out and All In a week apart. He's gonna, he's actually gonna get through it in one piece where we thought it was gonna be rocky seas and, you know, creative this and creative mess here and creative mess well, there. It's, it's, he's
1: gonna do it. It's still a little bit of a creative mess. We got no bill. We, we didn't get enough bill yeah. coming into All In and we still gotta get, you know, our next Dynamite is now, you know, the recap show and the go home show. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot to do coming Wednesday, yeah.
0: man. Yeah, it's going to be great. But uh, I appreciate you guys joining me here live for this uh, special all-in post. Um, I want to try and run through this because, actually, I do have din- dinner reservations at 8.30, so I, oh. I want to I make my dinner
1: reservations. Just fuck. But
0: I want to I shout out everybody. I don't want to leave, leave one person not uh, shouted out here. Sonny Singh, uh, The Undertaker with 23 months. He's uh, one month away from being a 24-month member here on the channel. Uh, William, he's got uh, a $10 super chat in there. Thank you, William, I really appreciate you stopping by. Undertaker says uh, 23 and 0, absolutely. If I could uh, get my mouse to work here. Uh, we got um, Francis Loop with a $10 super chat. We got uh, Shoji with a 199. We got Francis Loop with another $10 super chat. Uh, Francis loves to have multiple super chats in there. Yeah, he does, it's, man. It's like, it's crazy. Uh, Matt Fugitive with a 10. And, uh, Dom Wapo, 4.99. a Watson with a 15, thank you, a Watson, um, Eric Newton with a 20 months, he says, rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda, I can only imagine what his family's going through and would love to raise a beer to him, uh, gone but never forgotten,
1: uh, he had, a couple of shout outs on the show last night, I do believe, from what I heard. Is um, it, is it possible, I'm sorry to cut you off, are you gonna be doing any specials coming up, any, um, special episodes coming up before the next live show? Like recording something, you know, to put to post, not alive. Uh, when when I get back home, yeah. Uh, is it possible we you still have access to your super chats to then to give those guys a chance to hit our super chats read out loud in your next recorded oh, show? I mean, we'll be live on Wednesday with Dynamite. Uh, I'll just read them all. Read then. them all then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go.
0: Yeah. I'll, l- I'll let everybody know in a second. Um, uh, Dragon Heart, uh, Yobi with a five dollar super chat. Max Chains with a thirteen months. Uh, he says Yo TK was cooking last night. It will definitely attend All In next year. You guys, if you guys need to go to a show I mean they've already announced Wembley for 2024. so uh Man. you better because I'll be here I don't know I don't know about Jesse but uh, I'm gonna do my best uh, you you guys need to show up for sure I, I'm going so uh, we're gonna party again next year uh Nick Williams with a five I'm not as rich as this guy. JD and Jesse, you inspired me to go to the UK next year look at that there you go hopefully you attend next year because I'm gonna try and go to next year's all in we got 21 with a 499 says, J.D., I've been working seven days a week this whole summer, and yesterday I sacrificed hours of sleep to watch All In. It was well worth it. And, uh, yes, it was. And, like always, keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding, brother. It says, OTS for life. Thank you for the 50-21. Uh, we got Legend with a $50 super chat. J.D. and Jesse in studio and in my neck of the woods. Couldn't make it to All In this year, but hopefully next year I see you guys. Stay blessed. Thank you, uh, Legend. I really appreciate you. Easy with the seven months. JD and Jesse in one place. I couldn't wait for this podcast. Didn't see the pay-per-view, but I knew OTS and shytown Town are going to be as good as the pay-per-view. Thank you, man. Beyond the script with the 4 dollars I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Hikaru with a seven months. Uh, he says, JD and Jesse, hope you guys enjoy yourself last night. Love the studio setup. It looks so nice and clean. Anyway, keep up the great work. Thank you, brother.
1: This studio is awesome, guys. Yeah, it's it's fucking great.
0: Uh Zenova with a one ninety nine Sup, fellas. Saw you uh JD, I don't know why I didn't say hi. Love y'all. I don't know why did why didn't you come up to me at the show, man? Like, speak up, man. A couple of people came up to me. I mean, we even we had we had even one show up at the studio here today. It did. Thinking it was a meet and greet. He did. Guys, he came in here thinking it was a meet and greet. He's like, I'm here to meet you guys. I'm like, how do you meet- know up? about this? Fuck, you were late. You were 20 minutes late. Did he you can't... announce it? No. How did
1: he know to be here?
0: I said we're going to be at Outset
1: Studio, and he, f- he found the studio. There's this uh, multiple locations.
0: Oh, he... uh, wow. Somehow
1: got the right one. Guys, come up and say hi to us. We won't choke you out. No. We won't choke you out. No. Punk, them. Um,
0: 13 months for Kazama. It says, narcissist Punk can blur the lines on the microphone, but Perry can't. Why don't we just feud them in turn of a storyline? Huh?
1: If they're willing to work together, sure. I don't know if that's even possible. Hey, I mean... <laughs>
0: Derek Spinner with a five. Thank you, Derek. Uh, one-winged Will with a four months. FT on the Bucks killed it. Real physical. Love you, JD. Planning on going to All In next year. man. we're uh, influencing one person at a time to come to London. Huh? Bro, I mean, uh, Peter, beautiful thing. Peter with a $10 super chat. Hey, JD and Jesse. Hope uh, you guys had a blast at All In, uh, as well as the OTS meetup. Safe travels back home. Have a cold one on me. Also, RIP to Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda. Thank you, Peter. Kevin Carter with 15 months. Thank you, man. 15 months on the channel. Cake with a two. We got Poppy Lomo with a nine ninety nine. So, my only thing was Ricky Starks got suspended for whipping Steamboat. Juice sucker punched the ref, Rick Knox, and got on the main card with no managerial license.
1: Make um, it make sense. I don't know. Uh, Wait, was, uh, Ricky Starks would be at all. Let's add. see. Ricky, I mean, hit, hitting a ref is not anything unforeseen, and the ref is an active... You Know not talent but active employee, yeah. Ricky, R- Ricky Steamboat was a guest to the company.
0: Yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, Rex with a ten dollar super chat. Show was awesome despite Punk's drama. Keep killing it, JD Jesse. Uh, I need that impact emergence review ASAP. Oh, I gotta go back. You and know, they watch just it. announced uh Will Ospreay for uh Bound for Glory in October, Chicago. <laughs> there you go. Buy your tickets now.
1: Yep, I'll be there. Uh, Chris with the
0: 13 months. What's up, fellas? 13 months is a VIP. Absolutely love the setup of the podcast. Hope you and Jesse get home safe from London. All Out was, All In was fantastic. All Out's going to be great, too, next weekend, man. We'll cover it. We'll be together. Uh, Jericho, $10 super chat. You may be happy to know that. The Twitter community ate your best buddy, Denise, alive over the weekend for prematurely asking Paul White about Bray's death during an interview. Um hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Can I just say that Denise got everything that uh, she had coming to her with that one and she deserved it because in that moment, all I'll say is this, you're interviewing an AEW talent, you should be asking about All In, okay? You should be asking about the biggest show of the year. Don't ask about something that has absolutely nothing to do with this weekend. Let AEW handle that if they want to do something. Okay, okay? fair enough. Okay, good. Yes, but don't put somebody on a pedestal. Not canceling here. No. Don't put someone on a pedestal and then think that they're immune from the criticism when they do something wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Jonas with a, f- I don't know what this is. S-E-K? What is that? Five hundred Sek. fifty and S-E-K? S-E-K. What currency
1: is S-E-K?
0: I, I mean, it's a donation. That's, he's uh, 50 U.S., it says.
1: Okay, there we go. There you go. Uh, last problem. night
0: was uh, such a great experience in the stadium, especially Sting for me. Ready for All In 2024. What's up, Jesse, he says. So there you go. You get half. there
1: right, here we go. Woohoo.
0: The X-Trixers were 26 months. I appreciate you, brother. I know I get crucified with this, but I think All In felt underwhelming for all the hype that it got. Wrestling was great, but it lacked moments. Uh, we haven't watched it on TV yet, man, but being there was not yes. a 6 out of 10 show. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, 100 in Super Chat from uh, I'm Already Dead, Jesse Fierce, Thunder Rosa. That's just, you don't even, He didn't say
1: you. That's all That's all my Super Chat. <laughs> Where was Thunder Rosa? I don't know. Someone, someone told me that they spotted her. Um, somewhere having breakfast with Prince Nana. Um, I don't think she was at the, at the, um, at the Talent Hotel, though. I don't know where she was.
0: I don't know. I mean, hopefully she's back soon. I miss her. Yeah. Uh, Lord J. Coyle with a five. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet you both, but I really enjoyed myself at All In. How many of you guys went to All In and you didn't say nothing to us? How how did you go to All In and not see us? We were all over this fucking I mean, I was on the hard cam all night. Like I know you've seen the gray in my beard I, on, I saw on, on screen. I know. Yep, King Zagar with a four nine. Then I had JD. Apologies, wasn't able to see you. I Was hoping you'd be a box park. Bro, we walked by. Bo- we were never gonna end up getting at the box park.
1: I went by box park quite a few times and it was empty. I could have, went, but not just doing when it. I got there at one o'clock. Man, there was a. Li- I mean, there was a line around fucking how many blocks deep? I just... That wasn't even as bad as Saturday because the meet and greet was there. That was fucking worse. The line went across Uh, the walkway and down. There were
0: like eight merchandise booths. Yes. Lines uh, wrapped around each booth. Like, no way. Yep. Uh, Joey Avalon with 11 months. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. King James with 26 months. Thank you, man. Uh, Athun with a 10. So, Skull to JD and Jesse. As always, special props to Jesse for taking heat off of Dr. Britt
1: and handling it like a champ. And congrats to both of you for the success this weekend. Thank you, Athun. Yeah, he gave that before I went on my rants earlier, didn't he? What happened? I'm gave that before I went on my rants earlier. Oh today. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. King James
0: with nine ninety nine. Love the feel of the stream in the studio. Hope you Jesse get back to the mainland's safety. Uh, sa- uh safely. Yes, we'll be uh hopefully flying back tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, I got an eight o'clock flight out of here. Uh, Speedy uh, Speedy with a ten. It should have uh just been Storm versus Sheeta with Sheeta winning. You want feel good moments? That's what you do, and that's what should have been booked for Wembley. Uh, Tony Khan doesn't give a fuck. I mean, but I, yes. you
1: gotta have. Ooh, um, nope, not gonna, no, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You told me to
0: stay quiet on Denise, stay quiet. Okay. Uh, Wolf this way with 26 months, your layout is A-plus, fellas, glad you had a great live experience. Sting and Darby coming out to Metallica was nuts. Trademark music, TK. Yeah, hopefully when Edge comes in, he's got Alter Bridge, sign sealed and delivered. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Matthew B with 499, I'm fine with Soraya being champ, run Mercedes versus Soraya, that's where the big money is. Uh, I think, Matthew, that's gonna happen. I think Jesse uh, Jesse and I kind of feel that's gonna happen. Wild Stallions with a two. Had your back, Jesse. My DMs are popular now. What did Wild Stallions do to protect you, man? What do you say on, on
1: social? I don't remember, man. I gotta go check it out. I'm sorry, I don't remember.
0: Francis Loop with two fives. House of Black should have retained until they lose them to Moxley, Archer. Bro, you love booking just random shit. <laughs> Adam Page is beaten Moxley, Utah Danielson and Archer clean in one-on-one matches. Has Page ever had a one-on-one with Claudio before? I don't know, has he? Who knows, I'd like to see it. Yeah, why not, yeah. Claudio went there against anybody. Uh, Phil with a 999. Blown away with the amazing performances by everyone. The crowd was insane. Easily one of the best shows AEW's ever produced. Loved it, kudos to Tony Khan and all of the AEW staff for a historic event. Uh, yeah, Phil, you had to be there, man. It was great. Francis with another 10. Thank you, Francis, for the generosity today, brother. If you wanted Billy Gunn to be a six-man tag team champion, they should have beaten the Mogul Embassy. At least they would have let Brian Cage go on a singles run and the Gates of Agony ta- in a tag team run. Is that some ROH stuff I don't know about? Probably. Okay. Nobody watches Ring of Honor. Okay, all right. Iran Water, 199. Are you coming back to All In for London next year? Yes, I'm planning on it. Uh, we'll, we'll see. The things happen, but yes, uh, I, I do want to be. Here. I'm not as rich as this guy. I'll try. I don't know. Hooligan with 33 months. I appreciate it, man. Chad is saying Alvarez reporting that Jack Perry and Punk will be suspended and not work all out. Don't shoot the messenger. Safe travels home. Is that confirmed? I'll find out when I, when I get out of here. If that's confirmed, sounds
1: fair to me. Punk doesn't even have a match yet, so who cares? It's still a payday. That's still a payday at his hometown fucking pay-per-view. That sounds fair well, to maybe me.
0: Maybe he should have thought about that before he put his hands around someone's neck. That sounds fair to me. Uh, Jason Dish Play or Dash Plays, I'm sorry, Jason Dash Plays, $5. Uh, what's up, JT and Jesse? Wish I could have met you both at the meet and greet on Saturday, but I had work, but I was at all in, and what a pay-per-view, 8 out of 10. We were there. Yeah, man, we were there. Uh, Hurricane, with 13 months, was surprised at how well Jericho performed. The adrenaline was definitely flowing. Jericho's a legend. Uh, n- never doubt Chris Jericho again. Well, question some things, but never doubt him. Never doubt him. Uh, Kareemix with $5, thank you brother in alternate universe, Undertaker chokes out HBK in the back for not dropping the belt to Austin. Uh, Dan McAfee with a $4.99, no message. Uh, Lucas with a 20, no message, thank you guys. Bradley with a one nine nine. this show was so good, loved every second on TV, it was excellent. I can't wait to watch it back. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dan with a $9.99, uh, not sure if you guys saw it in the stadium, but after the match, Punk said goodbye to the crowd on all sides of the ring like he knows it's over. We'll see. He's not going nowhere. He's not
1: going. He's going back to the States. He's going back to, to, to uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he's saying goodbye to London. Uh, Damian Ellington with a 999. Great show. Surprise. No Ricky and Wardlow. Uh, plus, would have been nice to see four-way for the TBS title. Statlander, Jade, Willow, and Athena. Athena should have been on this show for sure.
1: Athena deserved yeah. to be on this show.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Kazamba Fury with the 499 Is Malachi ready to wrestle single again? I hope so brother I, I called that earlier He nearly had to retire due to a back injury The trio's ankle took a load off of him And it uh, hid his limitation It's a good point He was hurt He talked about uh, a career ending injury possibly Not too long ago But uh, yeah, maybe yes. the 6 man kind of slowed that down Yeah okay Alright And uh, man of a th- Is this the last one? I don't think so Let me see Man of a thousand and five holds 23 months No this is not the last one uh, 23 months, brother, thank you so much. Appreciate you for being here that long, man. Um, YouTube, I really wish you would cooperate. We got Francis Loop with a five. Um, he says, I hope MJF and Adam Cole do the same thing with the Ring of Honor tag team belts as Adam Page and Kenny Omega did for the AW tag team belts. Good boy. But nobody watches. Good boy. Nobody watches though. Mm-hmm. Cake with a two, Larry is a good boy and deserves all the treats. I would have loved to see you What fuck something. you looking at me for? Read right. the super chats. Aussie, Ozzy B with a $20 super chat. One more beer for both of you before, I head up, before you head home. Shirts looking great. Hope to see you guys both next year. Safe journey home, lads. Ozzy, thank you so much, brother. London fans are fucking incredible. Unbelievable, man. Tyler with a two months. No message. Thank you, man. Uh, K Arrangements with a $4.99. I think we got Roderick Strong versus MJF for the title at All Out with Adam Cole conflicted. That makes no sense. I don't want to see that I at all. I'm a fucking Roderick Strong. Get I don't want to see much. that at all. Marquise with two. Thank you, JD and Jesse, for all that you do. Zero Kaibu with 16 months. Thank you, brother. Love the podcast setup, JD. All I wanted to say is RIP Bray Y. And don't forget to follow the Buzzards. Fabian Cleveland with 11 months. Nice to see you and Jesse live in person. Hopefully you enjoyed the show together. And nice shirts. Looking like twins. Yeah. Look like twins. Twins. Don Park with five. Happy to hear both of you enjoyed London. It's making me really miss Europe. AW put on a great show last night. Keep doing what you both do. Thank you, Don. Brian Owens, six months. Glad my two guys had fun and enjoyed the hell out of London. Hope to see more of you do shows together in the same place. Looking for uh, All Out in my hometown of Chicago. Thank you, Brian. Deontay Smith. What happened? Deontay Smith with $5. Sorry if you guys already talked about it, but what do you guys think about the AW Wrestle Dream pay per view in October? Tony kind announced the pay per view in October for uh, Antonio Anoki.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 that's right.
0: Sasha will be on that show. Hopefully. I think Sasha will be on that show, for sure. Um, 21 with a 999. JD adding to uh, the party, or or adding to the Perry and Punk situation. This is another, uh, there's another report of Punk reportedly wanting to quit AEW.
1: He can't quit. Same way he didn't want to be fired. He can't fucking quit.
0: He can't quit. I mean, he's he can't making quit. $5 million a year. Where's he going?
1: He can't quit. You're in the contract, bruh. Fuck
0: out of here. Highlight reel, $5 chat. I was at SoFi Stadium for the Metallica concert last night. My voice is completely gone. Love you guys. Cole, MJF, match of the year, no question. Now, match of the year to me is Brian and uh, MJF from uh,
1: February. Still.
0: Yeah. So. Prodigy RKO with 24 months. What's up, guys? What do you guys think about the UK trip next year? Will you guys run it back? Yes. Nate's with 13 months. JD enjoyed all in. Great show. Edit 10, I'm tired of the CM Punk drama. This keeps up. Larry's gonna steal Jack Perry's girl Anna J. Well, he's a lucky dog if he does so.
1: I saw no Anna J
0: all weekend. Sad. I know. Yeah. Man. Uh Cody Snyder was sixteen months. Safe travels. Thank you, Cody, and Clone Force. We'll end with this one. 199. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Keep up the great work, JD and Jesse. Guys. Thank you so very much for all the support. Thank you. We appreciate you all. Uh, this was uh, an amazing experience being in London. Thank you to this awesome crew
1: back here helping us today.
0: Absolutely, Onset Studios. Or Outset Studios. Sorry, Outset Studios. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, have been awesome. Thank you very much for everything you do. We'll be back here next uh, year for All In. I'll try. I hope so. I'll try, man. I hope so. We'll be right back here too in the studio.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So uh, thank you guys very much for all your support. And uh, I will be back home on uh, Tuesday. Don't know if I'm going live, but Jesse and I will be live on Wednesday for Dynamite. And until then, guys, enjoy it. Please hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and uh, we will see you all on Wednesday live for AEW and the Go Home Show for All Out. I'll see you guys later.